And welcome to episode 54 of the Misanthropod. I'm Snipe, and as always, I'm joined by Wid. Say hello. Hello. And I'm joined by Jonah. Say hello. Hello. I'm also joined by our very illustrious mystery guest. Say hello, Alpha. Hello. There we go. <laughs> no, I, I, it should have been hello. It should have been me doing a voice. Hello. Yes. Hello, Alpha Busa. How okay. are you? Hey. I am here, as I'm currently. I am a guest and everything. I... I'd like to preface my introduction by saying I am sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> how drama that started the call. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, but to, to everyone who only likes to listen to Snipe, Wib, and Matt and doesn't like when some random goddamn Jestriklander squeezes in to ruin their precious podcast time, don't worry, I, mm. I, I know the feeling. I am a hundred percent aware. <laughs> Of my complete <laughs> redundancy in this position. <laughs> yeah, no, it's no, that's fine. Fair. It's great marketing. You know, you you cross your brands over. You, you get a bit of you know pollination of fan bases. It's perfect. It works out for everyone. Well, I say everyone. I mean, it does nothing for you because you know, <laughs> it does everything for us. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. What if I am able to win someone over with my? Uh, no, never mind. Actually, it's not. Gonna I like, I like that. It's like, what, what if I win them over with my personality? No, that's not. <laughs> I just, I love the idea that someone is going to listen to this podcast and be like, oh, featuring Alpha Busa. Well, I, I am the only person who doesn't like that guy, but I'll listen anyway to see if he can convince me. <laughs> just sitting there the whole that's time my, with a sour That's ass. my goal for this podcast. It's to convince that one person who fucking despises me but loves your podcasts to <laughs> give me a shot. Please. <laughs> Please. Please give Alpha a shot. He's trying so hard. <laughs> Please, Stephen. He's done He's wearing a suit and everything. Stephen, please. <laughs> I dressed up in my proper big boy clothes for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. He bought you flowers. Not that you can he see. He polished them. cutlery. He's done everything right. Yeah, I, I do have cutlery. <laughs> While you cannot see them, I can make noises. I can drop them on the floor. <laughs> Is see? this what you want, Stephen? <laughs> Okay, so... <laughs> Sorry, okay. All right. So after this um, after this train wreck has well and truly started, um, shall, we, shall we try and go on with something vaguely resembling a um, topic? Certainly. Yeah, get the content uh, on. Okay, so... Mm, this first, pretty fake. first thing out the way, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of channel news. Um, we have a P.O. box now. Um... So, if you want to send anything to the channel, like you want to send us like a... Cutlery? Cutlery, mm-hmm. or a letter, or like a picture or something, or whatever, uh, you can send it to Snipe and Wib, P.O. Box, 8347, Derby, DE19DF. I have a question. Uh, if you want cutlery sent, <laughs> do you mind if there's like a bit of dried-in egg and caviar on the cutlery? 
Honestly, I insist that there is. What? Okay, you've said that now. <laughs> people are going to send us dirty cutlery. Mm, yeah, but the thing is, you know what I'm going to do? People will send me like dirty cutlery. What I'll, what I'll do is I'll swab it and get the DN off it and just plant it around random crime scenes around the city. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> so if you do, be warned, that's what I'm going to use it for. That will also happen to any genetic material found on any goddamn bandbird that is sent to us. <laughs> Yeah, fingerprints, I am planting those on murder scenes. Fuck the lot of yous. Baked Battenberg. Like, homemade. No. <laughs> I would literally no. throw that at a bus. <laughs> so then the bus would drive away from me. Yeah, the buses you occasionally hear go past in the podcast will throw it at those. You reckon there is there is such a thing as a homemade Battenberg at all? Yeah. Yeah, oh. I've, seen, I've seen homemade Battenberg. Are you sh- You've seen are you hell, sure? <laughs> I'm you pretty, still have eyes. I'm pretty sure. Maybe people were lying to me, but I don't know why they would feel the need for such mendacity relating to a cake. <laughs> I just figured they all came out of the Battenberg factory in... Uh, in Battenberg. In hell. Right? In, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I guess it makes sense that Battenberg is a place, and the, I, the, I hate it now. The Swedish town of Battenberg. <laughs> the Swedish town of Battenberg. Yes. <laughs> I imagine Battenberg comes out like it's the end of like a Play-Doh thing. I just get squeezed like it out. Like this is a solid, <laughs> a solid stream squeezed out the end of the factory that there's just some guy on the end of it chopping it off. Like he doesn't... Like, he's like a proper lumberjack and he's just hucking like, the axe back and forth. And he's yeah. like, he goes home and he's like wiping the sweat from his brow. He's like, honey, it's been a long day at the Battenberg factory. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one in the factory. There's either. no one in the factory. They feed the raw. He just in- comes out. They feed the raw ingredients into an eldritch monstrosity that then just emits Battenberg at the end. Oh. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like the Slurm Queen. Yeah, but it's Battenberg. <laughs> it's the Battenberg Baron. We were talking about the PO box, weren't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't send Battenberg. <laughs> So yes, um, there is that PO box. If you want to send us something, thank you very much. Um, don't feel the need to have to. And there's a bunch of stuff we put in a video on our channel about dumb rules about import tax in the UK. So you know, check that out if you want to, because import tax is awful and it's the yeah. worst. Basically, if you say you're returning your belongings, you don't get tax on it. So. <laughs> That well, seems so like the way around it. I think that's going to look really suspicious if, like, for argument's sake, we get, like, 200 letters and every single one of them is like, we're returning this property. <laughs> It'll make us look like the worst international, like, um, well, I guess everyone else would look like the worst international thieves. You see, and I thought the fact that you were telling people to fight cops in the last episode <laughs> would be the most illegal thing that was said oh for God. a while in the I podcast. I legitimately told people to fight police officers. <laughs> chain lightning, right? not, not legitimately, I mean... No, you, you, see, you, war- you warned this, against it, right? I warned against it because they have chain lightning, but they do have the best loot, so... I, I listened to that one. I'm in on the conversation. I know about the Shane Lightning. <laughs> Heck yeah, you, you understand that reference. I just, yeah, yeah. Final. Mm-hmm. I mean, in order to be on our podcast, you have to fight at least four different types of police officer. <laughs> and that's why Alpha's here. He's, what, he's like, he power leveled. What are just, just... the four kinds of police officers? You got okay, the there's like four one. different classes. Yeah. So there's like, there's like one tank, one medic, two DPSs. Oh, okay. oh, so oh, the first oh. tank... Yeah, tank is a swap boy. Swap boy. Swap boy. That's the, the small security count? Oh, no, they're kind of like... 
They're, they're more like NPC cops. I, I thought more. I thought more security populate the world and make it feel more realistic. I thought more security was like um, a derisive nickname for like under level tens. Yes, that too. <laughs> like, level, like a level eight cop, they call a wall cop. Like, yeah, you know, well, it's, it's because like like the max level of coppers is seventy. I don't, I don't know, know why they stopped at seventy. They're waiting for a new expansion. <sighs> yeah, must be. Ooh, like cool. the blue line or something. I don't know. What about detectives? <laughs> what about detectives? detectives? Oh, they're they're kind of like a prestige class. Ah, because um, each each class has like a like they have like two subclasses. So I think I think the uh, the detective is a subset of uh, the, the the Bobby Man. The Bobby Man. The Bobby Man. Okay. Yes. <laughs> So you know this started off as a train wreck. What's the stage after train wreck? <laughs> That's an ex. We're, whatever it is, we're gonna we're going to attain it. The train wreck went right down like uh, some kind of fucking uh, volcano. <laughs> it crashed through a Battenberg factory. Two trains crashed into a Battenberg factory built on a volcano. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try and it just was briefly. Built on a pool to hell. I'm gonna briefly. Take us to another topic. Okay. Um, that is not related to fighting cops or Battenberg. Okay. okay. I mean, that sounds boring, but whatever. So, because uh, this is, you know, the big thing at the moment. Um, new Fallout game has been announced. Fallout 76. <laughs> Which I just keep thinking is a skin for Jack Morrison on Overwatch. I totally understand that. Yeah. Um, which they've just released like a little teaser of and uh, were completely cock-blocked by um, the Pokemon company because as they were doing as they were doing their stream to announce it where they were just filming a fucking Pip-Boy for fucking hours and blue-balling everyone some fierce. They were marble hornetsing for um, then, then Pokemon just put up oh yeah by the way we're doing this RPG on the Switch you know that thing we, you've always wanted us to do yeah you've we're doing it. always wanted a home console version of like Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. We're just doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so Pokemon Black dude whoa! Heck yes. <laughs> it's got like um, integration with Pokemon Go as well hasn't it? This it is This is uh, Pokemon Let's Go not um, Fallout 76. Hey ho Pokemon <laughs> Let's Go. Although I would love Fallout 76 to have Pokemon Go integration. That would be great. It was like this big sneaky thing with Nintendo and Bethesda. Nintendo and Bethesda. Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo. Bethe- Bethesda. Yeah. I was going to call it Bethesda. I was actually going to... I was like, don't call it Bethesda. Don't call it Bethesda. So I called it Nintendo. It um, sounds like a chicken that N- Nintendo have cooked. Um, yes. So, uh, I, um, I I read up an article about... Um, Fallout 76, so there's been anonymous sources come out with people familiar with the project who say that it's not going to be a standard Fallout game. Mm. And these are, of course, anonymous sources, so you have to take this with, you know, the respective, like, amount of salt. <laughs> yeah. But they say it's going to be an online survival RPG inspired by games like Daisy and Rust, which presumably means... Hmm. Sounds really boring and horrible. ...that you're going to be chased around by super mutants hurling racial slurs at you. It's, yeah, it feels so... Uh, a few years too late, maybe? Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, it's like they've missed the boat on this one by yeah, mm-hmm. a fair bit. A lot of people assumed it was going to be a battle royale. I was going to say, once six mm. months later they add a battle royale mode to it, it'll kick off then. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'll get sued by <laughs> yeah. um, PUBG, who don't understand you can't copyright a fucking game again. <laughs> yeah. That they stole from Minecraft mods. <laughs> yeah. But that stole it from a movie that stole it from a fucking movie that stole it from a manga but well, yeah, because is... because if you make something you make an adaptation you're you're a thief yeah <laughs> but you're a damn dirty thief i i assume this is kind of a an elder scrolls online situation i assume like uh 
it is official, but it's kind of takes takes a bit of a distance from the mainline games, I suppose. Mm, it looks like it. Yeah, I mean, it's um, cause, I mean, it's it's set in a different time period because it's set twenty years after the war. Because that's Vault seventy six is supposed to be like that. Like yeah, it, yeah. They, they all come out and just like Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, it's, I, I didn't yeah, know. That, I, that sent set twenty years after the. Uh... Fallout War. <laughs> yeah, Elder Scrolls Online set twenty years after an, a it's nuclear way, it's war. It's a way better Fallout game, let's be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, I get to just be um, a hipster dickhead because I, I'm ne- I've never really cared for Fallout particularly. So I just got to go on Twitter and look like a smug arsehole and say I'm more interested in the new Sonic Racing game. See, I just got I just went there and started teasing Doctor White and be like, yeah, it's it's going to be Fallout Four for the Switch. <laughs> Which honestly, I kind of wish it was because that would have been fucking hysterical. <laughs> it would have been. It would have been. Also, I went and agreed with your opinion. Yes, I thank you for the backup. I'm, yes. like, and then he was, was like, "We were all wrong. <laughs> it's some bullshit." But like, I, I've been seeing this this chat online about like, oh yeah, like they picked Vault seventy six, but like seventy seven is the best one because it's one man and like three crates of puppets. <laughs> and like people saying, I just want to see. Someone like first person, someone holding up a gun in their right hand, and in their left hand, it's like a, a like a plush crocodile puppet. Uh, yeah, it's like the, it's like the, the the crocodile puppet from a Punch and Judy show. <laughs> like every, yeah, it's just it's just shout. It looks like it's shouting every time you fire it's a gun. It's doing the a dart, but it doesn't do anything. Amazing. And like you can have a bunch of internal monologue where you're just talking to the the puppets. What was it you said? It's Mister Flibble from Miss, from Red, Red Dwarf. Dwarf. Yes. Yeah. So that's when Rema goes nuts and he's got like a little. Like penguin of a penguin, yeah, brilliant features. It's like, yes, God, that would be cool, and it'd be good if, like, you know, you could do uh, your 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 hand puppet had different stats, so you could have basically like, zero intelligence, but your puppet could be really smart, or you could have a puppet with like really high charisma that you can use to like talk hey. people around. Hey, so it's a really sexy puppet. Ooh, basically, it's just a crocodile, but you've put like fake eyelashes on it and given it ping pong balls for boobs. Yes, it's like hey there. I am so fucking confused. I, 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 I have no idea about anything. Yeah, that's a Shall common we side effect about being on this podcast. All I want to do is jump in and say, well, technically, <laughs> charisma isn't necessarily linked to your appearance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, you know what? And, and don't judge me for this, but in the book of erotic fantasy <laughs> for AD&D, that was actually a thing. Like, like comeliness was a different stat. It was, yes. Mm. Don't ask me how I know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um... <laughs> in other news of video games that will actually exist, as opposed to the video games we're making up in our head, which are w- going to be way better than Fallout seventy six anyway. Uh, there is um, <laughs> it was a good video f- or trailer for Fallout 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 Tactics, where you can play as fucking <laughs> Terminators. It's a Freudian slip, goddammit! Space Hulk <laughs> Tactics. Yeah. Uh, which is the latest. Which is fully integrated with Pokemon Go. Yes, fully integrated with Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> Brothers, I'm gonna catch me a fucking Eevee. <laughs> oh no, the Xeno infestation is heading towards us. Quick, throw out your Charizard, Brother Ash. <laughs> brother Ash. <laughs> brother Ketchum. He's, he's sitting there, he's sitting there in his Terminator armor. He tries to turn his hat back, but he can't because of like the head guard thing. Mm. Oh. And he looks sad, and then oh. he throws the ball out. Yeah, and he just kind of drops it, and he's like, fuck this. The particular Eevee has been infested by the Gene Stealer cult aboard oh, the Space no. Hulk. 
It would be a genie. Oh, that works. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that works. Oh, yeah. I want. I want a genie now. That would be so cute and would horrifying. <laughs> no, actually, no. I want it just so I could keep it in a box and just kind of go, I don't know why I thought this was a good idea. That does lead to the interesting question. Would you be able to catch Tyranids in a Pokeball? Hmm. Yes. Can you imagine that? Like, oh, Bulbasaur, I choose you. Gene Steeler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just love the idea of someone letting loose a fucking like gene stealer in a Pokemon gym. Goes straight to the other trainer, just ignores their Pokemon. <laughs> <completely>. <laughs> it's just like, well, I guess he wins by default. Um. Oh, you think you're being really clever releasing a gene stealer, and the other fucking trainer just unleashes fucking old one eye, and you're like, oh shit, this is so unfair. <laughs> Anyway, video Space game, Hulk Tactics. We should talk about video games that exist, yes. <laughs> uh, so Space Hulk Tactics, new Space Hulk game. Um, the start of the trailer is a little weird because it almost sounds like it's something new to make a an adaptation of the Space Hulk board game and pretends that there isn't like four versions of it previously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But this one, it does actually look pretty good, like graphically looks better than all of them apart from... Um, Space Hulk Deathwing, that's a first-person shooter, so yeah, really yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like a tile kind of turn-based. Yeah, um, it's, it's like properly based on the board game, which is cool, because the board game is very good. It's very fun. Um, I saw on um, on James Swallow's Tumblr page that he's actually writing some of the stuff for it, so it is, Ooh. you know, has a proper like Black Library author behind it. Nice. Cool. Okay. Um... The uh, the two big differences seen with it, apart from you can, there's like four different chapters you can play, play. as the space pups. You can play as the space wolves, um, as well as you know the usual blood angels, uh, dark angels, and ultramarines. Hmm. Um, so that's kind of neat. Um, but you can also play as the gene stealers, and there's a oh. proper full campaign for gene stealers. Mm. Oh, cool. I do think that's a really cool thing because, like in the um, in the game of Space Hulk and Space Crusade, you could play as the bad boys. In, in, in the board games, yeah. So it's yeah. like, you know, it's, I'm surprising it, to, it, it took him this long, but I, I do like the idea of that. I, I hope you can have, like, versus matches. You can. People. It has an online multiplayer. Even better. Yeah. But, um, I literally watched this trailer, like, half an hour ago, and I can't, <laughs> can't remember anything about it. So. Actually, you did say something, something about it, because you mentioned Space Crusade a minute ago. In this, one of the um, things that seems to be new that I don't think is in the board game is you have cards with abilities. You, that, um, that's not in fa- in um, Facebook. That's not in Space Hulk. That's in Space Crusade. <laughs> yeah, Facebook. You have cards to see if you can, like, I don't know. If your data gets stolen. If your data gets stolen. <laughs> which every, everything is just, yes. <laughs> Topical humour. But no, you have, uh, you have like, those kind of cards in Space Crusade. Yeah, yeah, you do. So, so I was like, oh, just like Space Crusade. Yeah, so that's interesting bringing back something that's from Space Crusade. Or more accurately, just doing it because every game has to have some kind of collectible card game thing in it now. But that's, you know, we like we can pretend that it's a callback to a very old board game that's cool. Of course. Yeah, let's do that. Yes. Because that makes us Agreed. feel better. Mm. Um, um, but yeah, looks good. This So this, uh, I, I didn't play the... I, I remember that back in the day, Space Hulk was... Uh, it was just a game called, like, Space Hulk, right? That was released, like, I don't know, a couple of years ago? Like, the first one that had been released since... Fuck, fuck knows how long. Um, yeah, there's, but there's been, like, three recently. Yeah. I, I, kn- I know that I bought it, but I didn't actually play it. Um, did you play that one any? Because I, I know that was... It looked alright, I, I think. Uh, I played, like, the first level of both of them. 
because uh, what is that? I think it's Space Hulk and Space Hulk Ascension are the two adaptations of the board game. Mm. And I, I played, okay. yeah, I played like the intro level of both of them and went, yeah, to make sure it works and everything. And I was like, yeah, we should probably do a video on that at some point, and then never did. Oh, <laughs> understandable, but none in none of them you could play Gene Steelers. Then. Not no. to my knowledge. No. I don't think you could. No. That's kind of bad, depressing. Speaking of which, they should I mean, implement that. They should implement that in Deathwing as kind of a you know you know in Left 4 Dead where you got the uh, absolutely yes to like the versus mode yeah yeah that'd be amazing. I think I think some asymmetrical multiplayer would be yeah. really cool yeah. for that I do I it's do just, it's like the perfect setting for mm, it as yeah. well yeah. I do have some thoughts about the enhanced edition that I will talk about later on in the podcast oh, actually yes. of course. Um, so yeah, that's that's the thing. But um, but yeah, the trailer looks. You know, it's one of those things where you you look at the trailer and you're like, yeah, that, it looks better than the previous adaptations um, to me. Anyway, it looks a little. I mean, obviously, I'm just going off what it looks like, but it looks a little less clunky than the old ones. It looks fine, um, honestly. Yeah. And I hope it. You know, as ever, I hope the video game is good. Just and to be fair, just like Fallout seventy six, like I hope it's good. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, of course. Um, yeah. Like. Um, if you get the green version, you can start with Bulbasaur. <laughs> I'm not going to let that joke go. I have made an infinitely better game. Bethesda, hire me. It's the Pokemon Marines. Okay, next news topic. <laughs> the next topic to cover is um, is one that I think many people are going to have feelings about. Okay. And, Pokemon, um, let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that, shall we? Hey, if you want to talk about Pokemon Let's Go, I don't know. I can totally it. talk about Pokemon Let's Go. You go talk about Pokemon Let's Go, Alpha. You do it. Uh, but it's also a thing that people might have feelings about, because people... Uh, reg- there is kind of a divide between Pokemon Go <laughs> players and uh, Pokemon lane- mainline game players, right? Um, in that the mainline players think Pokemon Go are casual trash that shouldn't be allowed to even go near a Pikachu. <laughs> While... They can, go, they can go near a Gengar, but not a Pikachu. Yeah. That's the sacred no. Pokemon. No, they can go near shit-tier Pokemon like Pinsir. Yeah. <laughs> Pinsir isn't that bad. Pinsir's are fine. I think you're talking about Mr. Mine. Oh, yeah, or Girder, which is the fucking worst Pokemon. Girder, is that just literally a steel beam? <laughs> yeah, that's the steel beam uh, one. <laughs> I, I have a story behind Girder, that one. But the steel beam Pokemon. It's the worst. Fuck off. I don't like it. I hate the ice cream Pokemon. And that, I think that one's fine. I think that's because I got the a, a shiny one once. and it, It's uh, pink and, and strawberry. It's good. Oh. Hmm. It's a good. Have you eaten your Pokemon, Alpha? <laughs> No. Is it dead? I don't want to defrost my mouth. Uh, mm, okay. <laughs> but... Okay. I, I, yeah, you're right, that would be weird. <laughs> but the, the the Pokemon games, they... I mean, they implement a lot of the Pokemon Go systems. Like, uh, when you... Specifically, when you have to catch Pokemon, uh, yeah. you go out into, into the wild, and then you, you know, you throw your ball with the Switch controller, basically. So you, you yeah. do, like, a, a thrill motion. Uh, and that was quite controversial due to the fact that there are no uh, wild Pokemon battles, as far as we know. And thus, the, the whole, like, system has changed. There is still trainer battles, which is... I, I think that's that's enough. That's fine. I, that, that's good. But there isn't any wild Pokemon battles. So people are wondering, like, okay, how do we even level up Pokemon? How do we do anything? Basically, mm. um, 
so that's gonna be interesting. But I am I, I am very excited about it because I, I I like I like me some Pokemon and it being in Kanto again from Red and Blue is amazing. Too. Yeah, that's cool. and it just being a Switch Pokemon game is yeah. just I I like it. <laughs> I like it. When's it meant to be coming out? Um, November you... okay. uh, this year. Ooh. Because that yeah that might push me over the edge onto getting a Switch. I think. Honestly, yeah. I, I yes. kind of watched it and I was like, shit, I think I need a Switch now. Yeah. Because I've just not been interested up until now. Oh, I've been very interested, but I just can't quite justify it yet. As but... as a Switch owner, I can vouch for it heavily because it feels like I'm of the opinion that consoles in general are kind of redundant when you've got a PC. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. when you've got a, a PC, bit. you've got, like, most of the games that you want to play. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and they're cheaper. Yeah, and you've got, like, really good controls. I mean, a keyboard and mouse, just, you cannot compare anything to it. Exactly. And But, but the Switch fills a niche that the PC doesn't, in that it's also handheld, you know? Mm. And that, I have to ask, though, I, I went nuts on this feature when it was announced, and I need I need to ask you as a Switch owner, how often does HD rumble make you feel that there is more than one ice cube in a glass? <laughs> Wait, HD rumble? I'm sorry? It's HD rumble. Oh, you don't even, oh, God, okay, so it's that good. You haven't even noticed. In, in right. the, uh, like, announcement thing for the Switch, uh-huh. they made a big deal about how the rumble was so good. In, then... like, one of the Joy-Cons, what? they're, like, wiggling about like it's a shot Oh, glass. you mean that they, they vibrate, right? Yeah. Yes. That, yeah, that's, like, not a thing, isn't it? <laughs> I, I don't oh. remember the okay. There's one game where it's used, which is the um th- that I know of at least that I can remember, which is the uh, uh, that one game that was released during launch where you, you do physical activities. Uh, oh, is it one two switch? Yeah, 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 like yeah. Exactly, one two switch. That how the fuck do I remember that? I've not thought about <laughs> that in like a year. Um, you've probably forgotten some kind of cherished childhood memory, but you remember that name. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Maliciously it's just the repressed memories I have left. <laughs> yeah, but I can't remember like my mother's face, but I can remember the name of one two fucking switch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how Nintendo wants it. It's it's that game's fine. Like it can be fun to play, you know, sometimes. There are a few mini games in there that are fun, but the whole vibration thing is mostly for the like when you're supposed to like break break open uh, a lock uh, through a code. So it's training you how to steal. Yes, exactly. Oh. <laughs> I like it. Maybe if I like get it, or I can play it and then steal myself a Twitch. A Twitch? A Twitch. I will steal... Okay, yeah, steal no, that Twitch. wasn't a mistake. I was going to steal Twitch. Steal the Twitch source codes. S- steal... No, just steal the actual website. <laughs> I'm going to keep it under my bed. <laughs> To be I fair. only replace it with a Nintendo Switch so everyone's happier. Perfect. Because Twitch is kind of garbage. <laughs> I was going to say, a single Nintendo Switch will probably operate better than Twitch sometimes. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, for about the, the, like, the one million people who use it. So. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a lot more fun as well. I'm sure it's really easy to like program a backend to, uh, to streaming no, no, no. A- HD video. I'm sure it's really no, easy. No. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go to... The, the office building for Twitch where they like I'm gonna go to the vault where they keep the Twitch website yeah I'm gonna scoop it up <laughs> sneak it out take the bus home 
Maybe get a Subway. <laughs> you know, I might treat myself <laughs> to a full-on, like, chicken, like, sub with bacon bits as well. Because, yeah, you know, I'm going I'm to be tired. Like, what about a Burger King? Ah, yes. I could get a Burger King. Okay, I'll... I'll get a Subway, and then I'll get a Burger King, and I'll I'll break up the Burger King and put it in the Subway. That's Ooh. sheer decadence. Yeah, but I stole an entire website, and I have it on my person. That's fair. And then I, I might have a nice walk home with it. Maybe I'll get a, maybe I'll get a coffee, and then I'll just pop it under my bed, and you know, oh shit, I forgot to swap out the switch. Oh, you have to go, you're gonna have to go back. Oh, yeah, go okay, back. so what I'll do is I'll, I'll be like, I'll have to eat my, my, my Subway Burger King on the way back, <laughs> horridly, and like, shit, okay, because it's going cold by now. Yeah, so but that's okay, you're not, allowed like, oh, hot, you're not allowed hot food on the bus, but if it's gone cold, that's fine. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly, that's that's what I'm doing, and the bus driver's like, back so soon, I'm like, yeah, I've left something at the office, and he buys it because he doesn't know what I'm doing. He doesn't know that I'm stealing an entire mm. website and secluding it on my person. Because bus drivers care what you're doing. Bus drivers yeah. immensely care. They're literally, <laughs> basically policemen that drive buses. They're a low-tier policeman. They're a low-tier policeman. Can you They're fight kind them? of like level one, level two. Yeah, you can fight them, but they don't award much XP, ah, honestly. Ah. But you do get a bus. So. But you do get a bus, Ooh, but you need to be level mile. 20 or, or higher to um to use it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like speed two, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, so I'll go back to the switch offices and I'll pretend that I left my teeth in there. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I'll be because I'll, be, I'll have loads. I'll have loads of like Subway Burger King in my teeth, and I'll be like, oh hello, and just cover my teeth with my gums. And then nobody wants to talk to someone who's got Burger King in there, who stinks of Burger King, <laughs> and is pretending they don't have teeth. So I'll get in back of the room, then I'll put the Nintendo Switch back in there. Don't look at me like that. This is something I'm actually doing. <laughs> and then I'll sneak out again. And this time I think I'll, I'll feel guilty. Because you know, you get a really big meal, you feel guilty afterwards. I'll probably go and get like, I don't know, I'll get like a bottle of peach iced tea. Okay. And not, not a cold isn't, one. Just isn't a that quite sugary one. though? It is sugary, but I mean, it's, it's a hot day out. Yeah, and yeah, I, you know, and, and Twitch as a website is pretty large, so it's been pretty heavy. Oh, you didn't leave I'm it at the house. You, can't, you, you smuggled it back into the web, into the building. <laughs> I did because I was in such a panic. I forgot to leave it uh, okay, under my bed. Right, okay, yep. So you know, it honestly, it's been a bit of a comedy of errors. But you know, I finish up the day. Everyone's happier because now they have you know Switch TV. Yep, <laughs> it's just literally a video of a Switch. <laughs> And one chat room. It's not even on. People are just like, wow, this is so much better. You know, I'm glad that for once I just let that roll rather than like chastising you to stop because I wanted to see how deep this rabbit hole went. Okay, you should never do that because I won't stop. And then in one fell swoop, all of the people who actually make a living off of Twitch fell silent and... <laughs> probably died or went out in heaven. Oh no! Oh no! Okay, so I'm gonna like sneak out the next day oh, <laughs> with some oh, servered king. It's it's that it's a hidden menu item that you you can combine the a subway king. sandwich and a burger. Burger sandwich. <laughs> but no, what I'm gonna do then is I'm because I don't want Twitch streamers to die. And I, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep Twitch under my under my thing in like a like a lunchbox, and I'm going to go and I'm going to like feed them bread and milk every day. This does bring a very new meaning to a Twitch sub. Yes, <laughs> they are my sub. Yeah. Oh, I'll feed them subs, actual Subway sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah, there we go. Look, I've solved the Twitch problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. perfect. So now, now everyone has stopped listening. 
Uh, we can talk about Warhammer Adventures without too many people getting mad at us. You're welcome. Very good. Yeah, that, that worked quite well, actually. Um, I, I fully intended that to happen. That is a legitimate thing I went for. So, yeah, since the last podcast, I think actually it might have come out on like the day the last podcast went up. Um, yeah, the, the Warhammer James Workshop. James Workshop, yeah. <laughs> Announced because um, they always announce things on. But they wait until after they know that we have finished doing a podcast. Yeah. Because you know, then they hope that maybe they'll will forget about it in the two weeks it takes <laughs> us to record another one. But yeah, uh, they have announced um, War Bammer Quests. James Workshop <laughs> yeah, did. Um, yes. Um, so yes, it's the whole Warhammer Adventures line that has yeah both an Age of Sigmar and a 40k version that are. Um, books for younger readers aged 8 to 12 is I think the demographic they're aimed at um, sort of because you know sort of have something for kids who are into Warhammer to read and personally I think it's fucking great I yeah. think that's a really good idea because like let's be honest because um, some people are some people are being weird about it let's be frank mm. some people are actually feeling jealous of children I know. I'm going to fucking say it but like it, it doesn't mean you can't read it just because it's aimed at kids. Well, the thing, the, the yeah, common no. thing I've seen about people being like I'm talking about the the incredibly idiotic vocal minority here, yeah. where like a lot of them are like, oh yeah, it's just going to be shit. It's going to misinterpret the law. It's going to be terrible. And then people have gone, well, they're not really meant for anyone who's not within the age demographic. They're... You don't have to read it. And like, well, I'm not going to, but it's going to ruin the fandom. No, I disagree. Fuck off, kids. Yeah, I... <laughs> the, the books are mine. They're mine. Just imagine a, a guy in a games workshop, like a fully grown adult guy, like a, like a 10-year-old comes and goes, Mummy, I want a Tau. I like Tau. I read about them in Warhammer Adventures, TM. <laughs> and then, like, because that's the thing. That's how children yeah. talk. And, like, the guy is just, like, just starts grabbing fistfuls of every model in the shop and just hissing violently, like, No! Not for children! <laughs> He says, hurling fucking distru- like necrons at him. Just get Throwing out of the texture paint left, right, and center. Get out of here! There's nothing for you here. But like, just like they do now. Oh wait, that's not a thing. I, I find it so weird because, like, I mean, aside from the fact that everyone's you know assuming they're going to be terrible and ruin the law, even though they're not out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But, like, they say, I've seen, you know, people saying, like, oh, you know, think of doing this, what kind of faux moral panic thing, like, think of the children. And it's like, yeah. what what age was everyone here when they first played Warhammer? Because I think I was 12. Everyone's, everyone I know is mm. probably quite young. Yeah, I was nine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's about the same kind of age. Yeah, I think I was a bit older. I was, like, I think 13 or 14. But both my younger brothers, who are three years age. younger and then three years younger again. Yeah. So six years younger in total started at the same time. So they were, yeah, the youngest was probably yeah, yeah nine or so, yeah. eight or nine. So yeah, that's like that's like the thing. Like yeah, there's there are some things in Warhammer law that is not suitable for younger children's children's better um, children's, but is not suitable for younger children. Um, mm. But that's not going to be brought up in these books. But the thing is, the kids are playing it already. Yeah. So giving them something just makes good business sense and is just nice for the kids to have something that's theirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Um, the only criticism I've heard that I actually think does have some merit is that... You know how the whole of the Imperium is supposed to be like a is supposed to be like a, um, a warning about why fascism is bad? Yeah. Like, 
like it's you're not supposed to look at the Imperium and go, this is a functional empire. Like you're supposed to look at it and go, wow, totalitarianism ends up in bad places, doesn't it? Yeah. I like 40k because no one's really the good guy, and the Tau were for a while, but then they weren't. Yeah. <sighs> um, and that and the th- and I think the problem is, is that Games Workshop sometimes forget that as well and kind of portray the Imperium as being a bit too heroic. Mm. Yeah. Um, that's the problem with the kids' book is that they've got, yeah. they've got to have an unequivocal good guy is as that the, the Imperium. Well, that's the only thing that concerns me is that they might end up um, glorifying, maybe accidentally portraying some mm. quite bad bits of ideology as being totally fine and being aimed at kids who aren't <laughs> old enough to realise the satire involved. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but it's not out yet, so a good writer can completely sidestep yeah, that. I do think. That uh, like from what I've read on Twitter from Caven uh, Scott, who is uh, one of the writers for I think the 40k book, uh, he made the point that he is fully aware that the Imperium are not the good guys, which is good. 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 And yeah, if you read up good. on like the characters, you you can see that yeah they can make this work because one of them is uh, the daughter of a rogue trader, and rogue traders are more or less the most like free faction in all of the Imperium. Like they, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, really. yeah, exactly. Uh, and um, the other guy, uh, the, the the boy, uh, is a, a runaway. Like he 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 didn't want to be. Uh, what's it called? Um, a guardsman. Yeah, he did, yeah, exactly. He didn't want to be a guardsman, so he ran away. Which is also a. Uh, while it is something people whine about, because hey, how how did he run run away? Um, it's still something that makes sense. It, it's same thing. Yeah. The Imperium is a is a faction that loses planets due to clerical errors. It'll lose <laughs> one kid. Yeah, I think a kid exactly. can probably be easier to hide and run away than a planet. That, yeah, away. That, like that kind of thing is easy to make an excuse for, and it works. Uh, yeah, wh- but um, still, uh, like it's a way to sidestep the whole glorifying. Space fascism part of 40k by making the characters part of the Imperium but distant from it, which I think is a pretty smart way of doing it. Yeah, no, yeah. that sounds great. I hadn't actually, yeah, hadn't actually seen that stuff, so that that does kind of alleviate my one one real concern. Yeah, there, so that's that's good. Yeah, I mean, like the whole thing of like, I, I think a lot of people forget just how fucking gargantuan the Imperium of Man is supposed to be. As well, and just how diverse the law is. That's the yeah. thing. It's like it's so it's so gargantuan that you could basically probably have one of every type of story in there. Yeah, yeah. you could have like a really feel good, sweet romantic comedy yeah. set in forty yeah. k, yeah. 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 and because the universe is so fucking huge, you could do it. You could, yeah. Oh, can I easily? And I'm fa- I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, it's like imagine the the breadth of stories we get that are set just on Earth in like our reality, and then times exactly. that by however many millions of planets is meant to be or whatever it is like yeah. there's going to be yeah, exactly. a, a range of different stories happening at the same time yeah a good comparison i thought of was that like the hobbit and lord of the rings are written for two very different demographics because he wrote them for his kids and they were a different age when they when those two things came out yeah one of them is way more adult oriented but both of them feed into each other law wise but they're not like the hobbit isn't considered like the shit tier, oh my god, it ruins the law entry. I mean, yeah. the, the film, maybe. Very good point. <laughs> oh, well, the film. <laughs> but yeah, the um, books. <laughs> yeah, can I go on, a, on a, like, a quick rant about this a little bit, specifically in uh, like, correlation with uh, like lore stuff? 
Sure. Uh, Go for it. So, like, rev up the alphabet. I absolutely adore the existence of these books. Like, I I am excited by the mere notion that they exist, but for for multiple reasons. Like, even if these books are incredibly badly written and mis like misrepresents the universe in a myriad of ways, that will still, in my opinion, bring something incredibly uniquely hilarious. To the 40k <laughs> galaxy, I feel like there's a lot of lore considered bad by many 40k, uh, like fans of 40k, uh, as you may know. Uh, <clears throat> but 40k fans being opinionated about the lore, you don't say. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I find I find the key to enjoying 40k the most is no matter the stories in it, uh, it, it no matter the stories in it, is to not. T- take like a staunch stance against it and deem it something bad that is ruining 40k like the key is to either ignore it and not include it in your own like headcanon if you want your 40k all like serious to your like prerogative of course or you can just this is how I do it of course so I am biased you can just embrace it and make fun of it and make fun with it and evolve it and improve it and be a bit cheeky about it and like being angry and stern and strict about things like lore I feel is kind of the biggest problem with any given fandom really like it's yeah mm-hmm. it's important to recognize that in 40k the canonicity is not strict and linear on a po- like on a post by uh, my boy Aaron Dembski Bowden on Reddit there was one guy who compared the canon of 40k to the canons of the bible which <laughs> i thought was a brilliant comparison in many ways okay like, i kind of get that I-, I get that okay yeah. Like, everything in 40k isn't necessarily canon, nor is it necessarily non-canon. It's up to you. You get to cherry-pick while you are, say, writing a backstory for your own Space Marine chapter. Well, or, or um, also, also from from um, Aaron there, um, yeah? who is your boy, um, <laughs> he, I remember reading a post he made years ago about that when they write novels, like Black Library novels, they are written with the concept of loose canon. Yes. Of the... There's lot of room to explore and change and do weird things with it. I mean, I always interpret it kind of the expanded, like like Black Library novels and just all of the 40k kind of stories. I personally interpret that canon as propaganda, almost. A lot of it is written from that perspective, yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah. I kind of see it's like, oh yeah, like, even like the Matt Ward stuff and don't don't be a cool edge lord and say, oh god, yeah, Matt Ward ruined 40k because... It's the didn't. ultra smirch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah yeah it's like, it. I, I didn't like some of his stories but the thing is it's like you could just go well that was just a particularly weird propagandist kind of story that none of that happened of course of course drago didn't carve his name into mortarian's heart that's stupid it's yeah propaganda. <laughs> it's propaganda there we go see how much happier you can be if you just go this thing that i don't like is just bad propaganda yeah later. or it's easy. Like, there's going to be loads of misinformation, like in the forty-first millennium about the Imperium, because being pretty fascist, they're going to put a bunch of "Hey guys, you know how we're the best, um, and you should keep doing what we say." <laughs> yeah, here's a story about why we're so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just, and I, I yeah, it's like totally true. Like there is there is so much out there, so much interesting lore, so much stuff that is 
nonsense, but it's it's sort of in this nebulous period. Like, Obi-Wan Sherlock Clouseau has never <laughs> technically been retconned. No, no, no. <laughs> he exists, and he is real. Yes. Like, yes. so hearts. He is perfect. So much dumb shit from Rogue Trader. And, like, if you're listening to this, you should probably know this because, like, the only reason anyone knows who we are is because we talked about how much 40K's lore has changed. <laughs> can, I, can I talk about, like, a reason why I like your Codex Compliance series so much? Yeah, you are, you are totally free to compliment us, and that is totally fine. <laughs> Do it as much as you like. Like, <laughs> as we've been talking about, the, the prevalent thing in the Warhammer community, community that people have a really hard time letting go of in general is the idea that 40k just has a strict and linear and orthodox kind of history, of course. Yeah. yeah. Like, things either are canon or they aren't. Things are retconned and they aren't canon anymore, all that. Uh, but this is something... Regular. This is something regularly espoused on the internet as like gospel. But people love telling others what is and isn't canon based on uh, what they've heard or read or saw in some internet meme or saw in some awful garbage internet series with the talking golden skeleton. And it is, of course, like an extremely unflexible way to look at 40k. But the thing I wanted to mention that I love Codex Compliance series, uh, that I love about your series, uh, is the flexibility of your content. Like, you can highlight the old, quote-unquote, retconned material and, and bring it back into the light and show the different interpretations of 40k throughout the years. But by doing so, like, by highlighting something that hasn't been talked about for years... You're effectively helping in sort of recanonizing uh, like this stuff in the minds of the viewers. Like you're encouraging the idea that 40k canon is in the eyes of the beholder, and that 40k lore is, for the most part, never really retconned. It's simply ignored and forgotten about. So if say someone was to find something absolutely hilarious that they really wanted to include in their tabletop army uh through one of your videos like as you just said the, the that inquisitor in question for example yes. the and only then true inquisitor if some straight-laced lore purist goes up to that person and asks them you know that's the retcon right Please tell them that it sure fucking isn't retconned to me, and then proceed to quote <laughs> to them the entirety of the Star Child theory from the old realm of realm of chaos books yeah. until they and explode. Then we can hit them with a book. <laughs> no, that that's that's exactly what you need to do. No, I mean I I love the I I, I think it's it's really funny like how much of this stuff just is is still like technically canon and. Or just hasn't been explicitly done, and everyone yeah. always treats it like, "Oh, you, this stuff isn't canon." All the things that people think are canon, like one of the things from the Warhammer Adventure stuff, is how people are saying, "Oh, well, how can they deal with Slanesh? Because that's all about sex." And you oh, go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slanesh is literally <laughs> only about <laughs> sex. It's so weird." Because I, mean... I, I think because people think that Slanesh is like all like dicks and tits everywhere, uh-huh. but Slanesh is the god of excess and pleasure. Yeah, like you know what's really pleasurable? A Subway Burgered King. Exactly. <laughs> Slanesh yeah. would sit there eating that. Slanesh but- literally would just sit on a throne eating a subwayed burger king. <laughs> yeah, and just be yeah. like, you know what? And then on their on their fiftieth watch of like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good movie. Or- Die Hard. Die Hard. Yeah, <laughs> the Prince of Excess has taste. Yeah, too much. Mm-hmm. And just sitting there stroking a really soft cat. Yeah. for like a week. That's a really completely- soft. Cat. Yeah, a really <laughs> soft, soft cat. Really soft cat. Yeah, yeah, like 
heretically <laughs> soft. Because like, I think I think people forget that like Warhammer is generally pretty PG thirteen. So yeah, it is. Uh, um, so. <laughs> So they'll, they'll, they'll do violence, but they won't necessarily show things like sex. The, the most explicit use of Slanesh sex stuff I can remember is in the novel Fulgrim. And even then, it's more implied than anything else. No, you, you don't want to know. You want to know where people got this idea that Slanesh is all about sex? Because I know who is behind that. Except, Oh, you it's know, that one book, isn't it? It is! It's fucking <laughs> Inquisitor by Ian Watson! How old is that book? It's from... Is it 90? I think it's 90. Uh, It's the first 40k novel ever. Uh, And Ian Watson thus had full reign to do whatever the fuck he wanted. And he wanted to write uh, an er an erotica with 40k layers on it. (laughs) I mean, honestly, Um, the the internet does that now, so we don't need published books. This is true, but the, the way Ian Watson does it, it's just, ah, oh, it's, it's it's incredibly a good disturbing. Uh. No, no, <laughs> okay. it isn't. Oh, oh, uh, it's, okay. you, I haven't read it, so just, I'm just I'm trying to gleam. Just say a random fetish that you can think of, and it probably is in the book. Like, well, you told you told me, isn't that where Mother Gullet like yeah, comes from? Yeah, oh. absolutely. Uh, that's where it was first mentioned, like as a like uh, something that was really like whoa. So the, there was there is this story about Mother Gullet. And she's like a, a patron saint amongst the assassins for having done this amazing thing. Swallowed the a- amazing thing, yes. yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> she went and bought a child and was like, "Ha!" And, and this is so fucked. This was in connection to uh, a scene where all of the male characters was watching a the one assassin, the one female in the group, transform. From a naked woman to a gene stealer, which uh, made them somewhat uh, turned on. Okay, it was kind of horrible. This this in sounds... the forty first millennium, there is only war and transformation porn. Yep, <laughs> and of this course, weird. towards the end of the book, they go to the Eye of Terror, and of course, they go to a Slaneshi planet, and there is like oh. of course a giant city of dicks just made of. <laughs> They, they like. He specifically says that it is a, a a city of genitals and different orifices, and it's, it's kind of. <laughs> I'm just going horrid. to the bank. You open up the urethra and stroll on in. Kathy's sick today because you know she got down with some uh, some cock rot and she had to pop out. But it's okay because Dave's there and you're all right. You with know Dave. why? You know why? Why you wrote that? Because obviously G, uh, GW's head office is in Nottingham. And that is the city of dicks. Yeah, a city full of dicks and orifices is Nottingham. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, that was... I think that's where people first got the idea that Slanesh is all about sex, due to fucking Ian Watson, writer of Orgasmachine. Um, that was that, that is his other, like, most popular book. Um, really? Because, oh my god, that is the best title. It, it is an actual title for a book, and uh, oh, I'm not god, surprised. Yeah. I wonder what it's about. After having read The Inquis- Inquisitor, we actually looked up what uh, what other stuff he had written, and of course, Orgas Machine. Naturally. Oh, god. <laughs> I feel like I, I really should... I really want to change my internet handle to Orgas Machine. <laughs> Snipe at the Orgas Machine and Wib Play. <laughs> I think it might give the wrong impression, although it may improve our SEO. <laughs> oh, God. That's my 
Of course, though, this this whole sex thing was memed to death through internet people, including oh, myself. Yeah, yeah. I, I am to blame for... <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. We've but, all pushed a meme yeah, too far. Lucius is the worst character It's your boy! It's your boy! Terrible, yeah. terrible character. Can't wait to kill I him. I know, he's, <laughs> you just need to put more dicks on him, it'll be fine. Just more dicks. <laughs> that solves every problem. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. Just just have next time you see him, rather than go go for the sex under you just have him going fucking crazy on a fidget key. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah. Um, I can see that so perfectly. <laughs> Stroking a really fluffy cat. Yeah. Like freakishly hard. Just like oh, I love this cat, it's so fluffy. <laughs> Or he's gained a lot of weight because he's only been eating like cheesecake sprinkled in cocaine. <laughs> okay, don't shame the boy. Cheesecake sprinkled in cocaine sounds like the best worst thing in the world. <laughs> oh shit! You know the the worst part is we've gone down this chain, and I know what the next topic is. Is it? Do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We should because um, I mean we have been going for quite a while. Yeah. We should probably move on to the, the the main kind of bulk of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, okay. So. But we have got one last bit of news to it's just... not the funnest news, which is why we want to be kind of brief with it, but we also oh. want it as an acknowledgement. Yeah. So, as uh, some of you may be aware, uh, John Bain, Total Biscuit, passed away uh, a, week, a week or so ago, and I just wanted to say, you know, might not have always agreed with him, but what he did for the, the YouTube community and his gaming and things like that was unmistakable and very appreciated and i don't know i'll miss the guy yeah 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 he's um a part of the internet landscape that's gone now and it's yeah. sad to see him go yeah. yeah so yeah bringing that down to a somber tone for a moment but um, the thing i don't think he would prefer i don't think he'd want anyone to get maudlin about it so we're just gonna carry on yeah and just just wanted to acknowledge that and throw that out there yeah um and we'll uh We'll now move on to... Um... We'll start talking about dicks again. Yeah, it's we'll fine. start talking about nonsense yeah. again. Talk about so... that. We'll, we'll talk about Nottingham, the city of dicks and orifices where, orifices, where if you want to catch a bus in there, you have to bring lubricant first. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> the bus won't get in otherwise. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Just sliding all the way to Nottingham. There we <laughs> go, I brought it back up. Masterful segue. Thank you. So... Brother Alpha Booster. The Alpha Bus. The Alpha Bus. What yes. have you been doing recently? Oh boy. Um, okay, so I have, for the most part, just been editing. Like, ep- non-stop editing of episode 26, because it needs to be released at some point. Yeah. Ah. Also, uh, comments, please don't harass Alphabus about it. We, we all, like, I mean, I, I do want to kind of harass you about your videos, because, I mean, when are we getting a new Nuzlocke run? I want a new Nuzlocke run, Alpha. <laughs> I don't fuck TTS. What the fuck's that? Nuzlocke. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Ooh, ooh. Perhaps. Oh, I, I, I gotta mention. I actually like back in the day. Now it's probably like I don't know. When did I even conclude that Nuzlocke thing? Like, oh god, it was more like than a year, a year ago. ago. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Every time I see whatever, I don't even know the name of the actual Pokemon. Every time I see that one Pokemon, I just scream Hydra Tank. Ah, uh, Wellrain. I Seal. think is the name. 
Uh, yeah, well, yeah no, or Sveal. Sveal, of course. Yeah. Pretty sure it's Hydra Tank. Yeah, he... Well, it starts... Oh, yeah, yes, it does. <laughs> I mean... It... <laughs> yes, I think because yours in Pokemon Go was called Hydra Tank. I... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first one I caught. I freaked out. <laughs> He's my boy. But since we're... I share him. Since we're talking about that, um, I, I wanted to mention that back, back then, I actually, like, bought a custom-made 3DS that can record... Uh, directly to the computer because earlier I just used an emulator. Um, <laughs> if you've already got the game but you have no way to record it, that's completely okay. Uh, well, I, I do that's have a way to record it, right? Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Now I have a way to record it. Uh, and but the thing is, I wanted, to, I also really wanted to be able to play with the exact same. Like, I wanted to kind of do a... I don't know where this idea came from. It was probably Dawn of War, like uh, Dark Crusade, for instance. Because you know how you can bring an honor guard with you to a new skirmish in Dark Crusade? I wanted to do that, but with Pokemon. In that I'm moving from region (laughs) to region uh, in the Pokemon world. And I'm bringing with me an honor guard, of course, consisting of Hydra Tank. So I would would reset him to level 5, but he would still have his abilities and his, uh, like... Uh, he, the, the the you know he had evolved into Valrain and stuff like that. I would keep yeah. him as he was, except uh, reset him to level five through shitting, and <laughs> and then I would you know play uh, the Nuzlocke as it is, but with my with my my bestest friend with me, which is to be fair, the whole I remember the whole time watching that playthrough just like. Anytime Hydra Tank took damage, I would sit there and go, Hydra Hydra Tank cannot die. Yeah, and that... (laughs) If if he dies, the Let's Play is fucking over. You have to delete YouTube, that's it. I think that fear would be, like, exacerbated immensely if I bring him along on another adventure, you know? Mm. Because... He got out of that one so unscathed. I mean, yeah, he is, you know, a fully evolved giant fucking walrus made of Mm. ice, so naturally he is a survivor, but... (laughs) <laughs> like you know, not even a, not even a polar bear can properly eat a walrus. No, and I, I probably could, but that's me. <laughs> I, know, I think you have trouble eating a walrus. I did bring. If it was a burgered walrus, maybe. Next, I'll pop down to the Burger King and see if they've got some burgered walrus. Next, <laughs> snipe and whip eat a thing. Snipe eats a walrus. Eats an entire fucking walrus in real time. Is, yeah, not sped yeah. up at all. The video is six hours long and it stops every thirty minutes, so I can cry. <laughs> I'm going to look, I'm going to look this up now. Walrus meet by on <laughs> uh, there is a I video called eat. eating decomposing walrus oh. okay so Good. you found my secret youtube channel right there but I want to eat a live one a live one one is still alive that's, oh that's, ooh, that's please up. please cook your walrus well done warns health officials <laughs> <laughs> Walrus, the chicken of the sea. <laughs> Please cook your walrus well done is the title of this podcast. I don't care. <laughs> yes, we did it. I was hoping a city of dicks would be up there, but no. Please have, you, have your walrus well immediately done. Immediately be demonetized. Immediately. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> to be fair, so will the walrus title, but that's just YouTube right now. <laughs> You'll be sure to know. <laughs> 
this a public safety announcement, YouTube, you fucks? You'd be shocked to know that whenever we name a podcast something like Will Smith's Dick and Balls, they always get demonetized straight away. Shocking. That's strange. Mm. <laughs> oh, no, but... Sorry, Alpha, we're talking about like your video. Yeah, I'm going to move on stuff. now. Uh, and yeah. how you're most well known for that amazing Nuzlocke video. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I'll, I'll do it uh, someday when I'm not doing fucking episode 26. 26. Dude, <laughs> honestly. It's my purgatory like, currently. Massive like, props to you. You have been killing yourself over that thing. It, p- killing me slower. Crazy man. feels pretty good when I, when I Killing you slower than eating it like a full walrus. It's just <laughs> yeah. it's terrible. Um... But, but, I have also uh, been playing a bit of local multiplayer as of recently, because I've actually had friends over for once. Uh, friends? What those? Yeah, I don't know. I don't I'm know, I think, sure. it's a, uh, I think it's DLC. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I, I did bring them over, these uh, nebulous organisms that we call friends. <laughs> and um, I played mostly, well, okay, all, only Switch games at that point, because, I don't know, Switch, you know... It, the new couch experience. It's a good part of game. Yeah. yeah. And the drummer Matt's ears pick up a new couch experience, <laughs> you say. <laughs> I'm listening. Drummer Matt's is going to show up up your door, Alpha, and be like, so, can you describe your couch? In fact, no, let me in. I want to see it. I, I, I will recommend some uh, integral parts of uh, the couch experience with the Switch. <laughs> I first played the Oser the Insult Simulator, which exists on Switch. Have you, have you played this? I think we have it, we, but I don't think we've played it. Yeah, we have it. I've never got around to playing it, though. It's, it's really fun. Uh, the game is like, you play off against each other, and you try to construct the most scathing insult you can <laughs> you can get out of a randomly, ge- a randomly pre-generated list of words. Okay, and that, good. Oh, yes, while like, you can... Fly on you, you meet Poloina. While you can I end up with like pretty real and horrid insults like uh your beloved auntie supports the nazis is one (laughs) (laughs) or uh, she ain't my beloved auntie no more (laughs) most often the most effective insults are like shut up phone okay that's a really good insult actually It's yeah. like, uh, sir, I'm going to have to uh, ask you to come with me. We ha- we want to arrest you on suspicion of stealing a website. And you go, shut up, phone. <laughs> and then that stuns the police officer who's arresting you. So you can get an attack of opportunity. Yeah, you can smash him in the face. Yeah. 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 So- Gameplay tips with Snipe. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I, I was... Uh, uh, so, most often, the most effective insult in this game are, like, incredibly long and barely make sense. And most of the <laughs> time, they're actually pretty funny because they don't make any sense at all. Um, so, you sit and try to squeeze in as many words as you can make without, you know, breaking uh, the sentence, like, uh, gra- like grammar. Like, if you... If you um, if you can't really like get it to work like the words like put it together in a sentence like if the grammar is wrong you get like you lose health but and then yeah you you just land insults on each other and uh, the the health consuming insults you take uh, you you need to decrease your opponent's health before you do (laughs) holy shit take a breath that didn't go very well but uh, another game I played is called Invisibles on the Switch. Okay, okay. Good. You play an invisible ball, 
that bounces oh. between different walls, and you're supposed to keep a lookout uh, for where your ball is, while also trying to find and surprise destroy the other players, who, too, are invisible balls. Uh, okay. So it's a game of ball destruction. Yes. <laughs> invisible ball destruction. <laughs> it was actually pretty fun to play, like, local couch multiplayer. That was recommended. Also, uh, ARMS. I played ARMS. I, I, we played ARMS. Uh, have you heard of this? I have yeah. arms. I yes, I, I am aware of arms. Arms exist. <laughs> yes, they do. In this context, however, it, it's a third-person fighting game. Uh, but the yeah. arms of the characters like fly forward like projectiles. Think yeah. rocket. They're punch, like on springs and stuff, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a bit weird looking. And my my friend actually played uh, played uh, a character called Springman or Spring Boy as we kept calling him, without realizing what his actual name was, but whatever. Spring Boy is better. And he had this sudden random mastery of the game that happened, like, (laughs) apropos of nothing. It completely wrecked havoc with my knight. He just (laughs) kept winning and winning and winning, even as I changed character. I had no idea what the fuck he was doing to beat me so many times. And in the end, he made up the arbitrary rule that the only way for me to claim full victory over him is if I beat him three times in a row. Like, three different matches. I would have actually just turned around and savagely beat him in person. (laughs) Because that's how I win. How'd you like these arms? (laughs) (laughs) Sniper with Play would like to say as an entity, do not punch your friends in the face. Also, don't punch police officers. Um, You will get arrested. The Alphabus as an entity condones punching faces. (laughs) Well, there you have it. The Alphabus as an entity. That's the most ominous fucking thing. (laughs) Just like, what's that sound? Oh, oh, Susie, don't look. It's the Alphabus. (laughs) Inception noises. Yeah, just arms flying left, right, and center. That's the noise of the Alphabus coming to coming to punch your friends and police officers alike. Uh, I could not beat him until 4am, by the way. Oh, shit. When I, I, I used a car- character called Ribbon Girl, who incidentally is the character that is beating the shit out of Spring Boy on the cover of the game. So that's pretty okay. poetic, I suppose. But yeah. mm. it was still a pretty tra- traumatizing experience. <laughs> um, also, I played Soulstorm for a bit <laughs> to grab screenshots, and then I immediately closed it down again. <laughs> oh, and uh, for, for the last thing is I have Cookie Clicker running in the background constantly as I edit things. <laughs> I, I know I'm, like, really behind on that, but I don't know. It's pretty... Uh, honestly, I have a, a weird um, affection for Clicker games. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's one called um, Adventure Capitalist um, <laughs> okay. that I, I fucking adore, um, despite anything... That you might know about my personal ideology, you would think I would despise it with every core of my being. But oh, yeah. I just, I just love this thing, and I, 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 it's one of those games I have to uninstall because otherwise it'll just be there whilst I'm doing everything else. Uh, and I, like because of because of that, it's like I looked on Steam and I've got like over a hundred hours on it, and I'm like, yeah. I, I should just not have these games open. There's something weird that like itches a, a, a certain. It's like it scratches a certain itch in my brain. Yeah, I, I, I can totally. I, I hate it. I can, I can totally relate. Like suddenly, you you've got a fucking 
spend your time clicking away at something for yep. a while, or you know, adjusting your whatever it is. In Cookie Clicker, you, you know, you, you buy your fucking chance makers or something that you've been saving up for throughout the the last five days. Um, it, it, it not too time consuming, but it's still you know, it still grabs a chunk of time that you actually need to work with. Yeah. <laughs> It's like technically they shouldn't take any time from you, but they do. Yeah, do you don't you just don't realize they're sinister, and we we should probably purge them. Yeah. I say this, we're loving them. Oh, currently start clicking something. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm fairly sure Paperclips was my game of the year last year. So I mean, <laughs> and that's basically yeah. a clicker game. Yeah, oh really? So, Universal Paperclips? Or yeah, something like that. It's a good one. Oh, I never played that one. Yeah, no, get on it. It's good. Don't start mm, now. No. It does actually have an end. Yeah, as well. it does have an end. And um, once it finished, I was like, right, cool. That, that that was two days of my life where I did nothing else. But it's done now, and I don't, I don't, I'm not all consumed by it. So it's it's kind of a yeah, good one. Yeah. By the way, I'm done now, so you can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, drama, Matt. What have you been up to? Um, I don't have much to talk about. I I was telling you guys earlier. So when we recorded last time. Um, two weeks ago, I left for the UK the day after we recorded, and I got back yesterday. So I've been travelling around, but not had much chance to play games or anything interesting. Um, a few bits and bobs to say quickly, but it won't be long. That's fine. If it, people have mentioned music recommendations before, um, for some reason they want our opinion on music, and I went to Slam Dunk Fest. Mm-hmm. Which, oh yeah, um, how was that? It by was the way? very good. It's a um, it's like a touring festival on a bank holiday this last weekend in the UK and there's like one in the south one in the north and one in the mid- midlands um nice. and it's the same bands each day so you just go to one of the days um whichever is your local and usually like there's like seven stages and like I've been before years ago and like moved around stages this year I was just at the scar stage all day and it was amazing yeah who was playing cuz I remember you showed me like um, the, the lineup and I was like yeah no I'd stay there yeah the lineup there was like um the main the lineup on scar stage there was a local band who started who were quite good, three-piece punk band called uh, Templeton Peck. They were the only, Bur- okay. I was in Birmingham, and they were like, we're the only brummy band here, so that was quite nice. Um, then there's Guttermouth, who are just aggressive American. Um, they're, they're famous for being offensive, but they're oh, a bit yeah. older now, so a lot of the jokes just didn't really hit home. <laughs> Bless them. They're, they're f- yeah, they're from that like 90s era of punk where it, yeah, they were they were kind of like, oh, we we tell like jokes that the punchline is my dick is smelly, aren't we funny? Yeah, but I mean, but those um, two were like the sort of you know the first time we didn't really go for them. But after that, I recommend either seeing live or listening to any of the following bands. So there's King Prawn, Save Ferris, Cap Down, Zebrahead, The Skints, Goldfinger, Real Big Fish. Yep, they're all good. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm just because that was like the third biggest stage, and the two bigger stages had like other people on. But all the line, the, like the times were like in sync, so it wasn't like you could, in in between two bands, go see someone else. So I was like, yeah, I don't want to miss any of those. So we're just going to be here all day. <laughs> um, how were um, King Prawn and Cap Down? Because they're two that I'd, I'd always wanted to see live, but never got around King to. King Prawn, I've I've seen, I've, I've actually seen them before, and I've seen um, their old bassist did an acoustic guitar side project thing as well. So I've seen that him as well. Um. I'm also sorry to anyone at home who doesn't care about ska music, but we're talking yeah, about ska we, music. Yeah, we don't talk about it often, but it's something that actually we both quite... Or we, uh, well, me, me and me and Wib especially. Um. 
Scar is fine. Snipe tolerates it, she I She says, <laughs> having spent ten years as a bassist in a fucking Scar band. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, it's alright. Like they Scar. were very good. Cap Down were excellent. Zebrahead, bless them. They, they are the biggest crowd of the... They're not, so they're not really Scar. They're, in fact, they're actively not Scar. Because where they... Yeah. Well, didn't... They started in like a, an era when everyone was becoming a ska band, so they went, "No, we're going to do rock rap instead, yeah. but not like new metal." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, they did have real big Fisher's horn section on for for for, for one of their songs, which was good. Because, as we've probably mentioned before, any song in the world is improved by a brass section. Um, I have yet to see evidence for this not being the case. So, um, but yeah, but bless him, Matty. They they have a, like a rapping singer and then a singing singer, and Matty, the singing, singer, the singing, singing singer. singer, yeah. He was like horrendously ill, so he like oh, sang dear. between an octave and some like so he sang sometimes like an octave lower because he couldn't hit any of the notes, and that was just about fine. But it sounded a bit weird. But sometimes he couldn't even hit that, so it was like an octave and a half lower. So it just isn't the right oh. note. <laughs> and he kept at the end of each song being like, "Sorry," <laughs> but he, he couldn't hear anything because oh, his like ears were bunged up. But they can't pull out on the gig because they've travelled all the way over from like the, the states to to play, and like, they don't get paid if they don't play. So they're like, "Well, we, we've got to keep playing." So. Just deal with it, guys. Sorry. Shit. <laughs> just, just like, oh, I feel your pain. Um, but yeah, without dwelling too much, any of those bands I'd recommend checking out. Ska is a music genre that originated in Jamaica in the late 1950s and was the precursor to rocksteady and reggae. Later, it became popular with many skinheads. <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah, kind of. Uh, not the bad ones, just people who had short hair. <laughs> oh. Um. <laughs> there is actually a weird, oh, it's a weird little subset because um, because this origins like Scar is generally very anti-racism. Like it's yeah. very the whole black and white checks is all about black and white like in working harmony. in harmony, working together. That's yeah. where the check um like you know stuff comes from. That makes sense. Um, that does make sense. I didn't but, know that. Huh. Yeah, but because <laughs> of um. Because of the fact that it appealed to skinheads, there's this weird little subsect of like really racist skinheads that like Scar and apparently have no self awareness. <laughs> it's really weird. It's like you know where that music comes from, right? Nazi punks, fuck off. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, the only other thing I say, while well, we were we were there because it was in Birmingham, we went to Birmingham Library, which sounds like a weird thing to say. That but sounds but, so but fucking boring. It's an, it's a, it's an, <laughs> they have books everywhere. Know, but, Who gives a fuck if they're in Birmingham? The build- <laughs> I can go to the local fucking Derby like, book repository well, soon, so and read the same but... books. <laughs> I'm um, just saying, yeah, that is so it dumb. It is an amazing building. It's like, Do they charge you to get in? Well, No, obviously, it's a library, it's free. <laughs> Because I was about to say, if they charge you to get in, that's no, no, straight no. up and like, like fraud. Because they have books everywhere. It's just, if you happen to be, it's just a really cool building. It's like really, it's like quite tall, and inside is like, yeah, I don't know. It's just a cool building to go to hmm. if you fancy some culture. Um, oh, culture. oh, oh! You're gonna fucking go there. I'm plenty cultured. You ever been to the Cave of Mystery? <laughs> I've been to a so. Cave of Mystery, but not yours. Okay, we're not talking about. <laughs> okay, I I was gonna like. That's totally st- drag you, and then I decided maybe I shouldn't do that. Because I know your girlfriend, and she's the most purest, wonderful person in the world. This started off as an Overwatch reference, and it just got weird. It, got, it always it gets got, weird. Huh. Um, yeah, uh, I played a board game while I was home, which yeah. I can recommend. Vikings Gone Wild. It's a um, oh. deck-building type thing, so you start with, like, ten cards in you, your deck. Wait, wait, a deck? 
oh, I thought you were talking about, like, you know, go out back to build a deck. Viking. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. try, try and build a longboat, accidentally build a deck. Yeah. It can happen. Maybe if you roll really badly, you accidentally build a deck. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, um, I don't. You guys, I don't know if you guys have played a deck building game. There's quite a few of them. You, like, start with, like, ten cards in your deck. You draw a hand of five, and some of them are, like, currency or various things you can spend to buy more cards from like the middle of the table and then you put them into your decks so then on the next turn you or on your, like the next round you could you then draw your hand from those cards as well so as you're playing the game your deck gets stronger and bigger oh, that's interesting yeah they're quite they're quite cool there's quite a few of them um dominions one like quite a famous one which is quite good uh there's penny arcade did one of their board games they've done is a deck building one and this is like a, Vi- oh, a vikings yeah. themed one so- so how do you win and how do you lose? There's, ver- there's like um, whoever has the biggest deck wins. There's like <laughs> ver- various cards you can buy. Um, but it's different in each. So this this Vikings Gone Wild one. There's like you eat each of your turns. You have like a couple of missions. So like one of the missions would be like you know spend three gold this round to on buying things, and you get a certain amount of victory points. And like other ones like when you buy certain items, you get a certain amount of victory points. So you could raid other people's like because you're Vikings like building up a town. You could raid other people's towns to get victory points, and then like the first to forty victory points wins, sort of thing. Okay. Um, Do you get beads if your Vikings show off their tits? What? <laughs> Is it because of Viking Mardi Gras? G- yeah, girls gone wild. You know, that's what uh, I'm okay. referencing. Oh, so I'm yeah. wondering if that's yeah, there, you know, there, no, there wasn't any tits or beads in fact involved. That sounds um, like a house rule. Yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's a it's a good one. There's various expansions and all these sort of games, like the sort of marketplace where you can buy cards from like the center of the table you can set it up differently each game so like each game you can like be slightly different in like what cards you can buy and things so it's mm, quite okay. good for replayability yeah i enjoyed it um good. and finally i don't know if you guys were going to talk about this but i thought it was my fault so i'd mention it um, right i made you guys watch swiss army man <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I mentioned, I mentioned before, um, probably a year ago, and t- said you guys should watch yeah. it, and you didn't, and I got fed up with you not watching it. <laughs> Isn't that a pretty oh. like uh, good movie? Yeah, or... it's, it's yeah, what? it's surprisingly great considering what it's about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have, have you, I'm guessing you haven't seen it. Alpha. I have not, but I, I think I have heard about it. But it, do do tell, do tell. Oh, I, I, I don't. Oh, it's, I, uh... I really don't want to say anything about it. I think if if you want to know, we can we can give you a bit of a a bit of a heads up on it after the podcast but because i don't want to spoil it for people because it's the movie you need to go into yes, knowing the least but i did it. want you to because i mentioned it and seeing as you guys ignored my advice i'm assuming everyone else did so i just want you to reiterate that everyone should watch it at least for the experience if nothing else yeah everyone watch swiss army man it manages to be something that is horrifying whilst also being like, oddly sweet and also dramatically well made for saying it's bu- like budget well was like Very 3 million so. or something ludicrously low which for a film budget like is how, nothing how yeah. the in how the in universe audio is worked into the soundtrack is fucking amazing yeah, yeah. it's really good <laughs> yes yeah like genuinely art, the artistry going into this film that is so it does not deserve it at weird. all <laughs> Jesus. But it makes something that is a very unique film that I think everyone should watch at least once. What year it is... is it from? Oh, oh, like, yeah, two or three years ago, I think. Daniel Radcliffe hmm. and uh, some other guy. Daniel yeah, Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe is one of the main people. So, yeah, yeah. you get to see so Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. It's yeah. Harry P. You get to see Harry... himself. Yeah, exactly. He's kind of you get to see the man himself. You get to see Harry Potter's ass. You do. 
You do. Finally. Yeah. It's very, <laughs> yeah. very fuzzy butt. A very, his very fuzzy ass. Yes. He's a very fuzzy ass. <laughs> yeah. It's, um... And that's the movie. Just his bum. Yeah. I mean, you're not entirely wrong. Harry Potter and the fussy ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, um... But yeah, that. Daniel but, Fuzzybutt Radcliffe. Yeah. That's my fortnight, pretty much. I, yeah, apart from like getting flights and travelling around and things. That's pretty much me done. I guess that's a fair enough. Okay. So, snipe and or Wib. Wib, what have you been doing? Nothing as good as Drummer Matt, probably. Um, probably not. Um, I, I've actually spent quite a lot of it playing a shit ton more um, Destiny, but playing the PvP. Okay. Um, because Destiny 2. Destiny 2, rather, yeah. Um, because the the PvP, like, even though I don't have the expansions, the PvP, like, um, evens out all your levels and Scaling. stuff. Scaling? It scales down, okay. so you, you, I can... I can play with like endgame people and not just get instantly fucking reamed, which is kind of nice. Um, and I don't know. I, I think it's because they had an event on that was like the Iron Banner, where by playing the PvP you could get a lot of um, special gear that had like all this kind of wolfy trees, a very a very Nordic kind of aesthetic, and um, I kind of like that. Um, as as Snipe does as well, and I'm sure <laughs> Alpha is sick of seeing. Um, <laughs> And sick of seeing, of sick of seeing people anything. who aren't from that place in the world fetishizing it. I'm sure you're utterly sick of saying it. Um. <laughs> Silence. Move yeah, on. So quick. Move on. Um, but I, 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 it looked cool, and I was like, "So I, I want to try and unlock this stuff." And so I, um, so yeah, I was doing that, and ending up like going. You know, I actually really quite like the PvP. Okay. As I see, as <coughs> I. I Normally, I'd just cut this out, but I kind of want to mention that <coughs> Snipe just spilled her coffee all down herself and nearly choked on it. Oh, no. Fuck off. <laughs> and was trying desperately not to make a noise whilst part choking, part <laughs> panicking. <laughs> you know, panicking. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> okay, um, it's okay. Laugh at me. I've got nothing else. By the way, also, um, my, my silence was... I, could you repeat what what, what was the feti- what, what what people fetishized again? Because I think I missed it somehow. Oh, just it's it's a very kind of faux Nordic thing it's got going on. So okay. it's um, like the knots and runes. Yeah, knots and runes. Tree, um, tree like the kind of uh, Yggdrasil, isn't the tree Yggdrasil? The tree. Yeah. Um, like the world tree show and all that kind of. See, stuff. I can't okay, say anything because right. I like. Yeah, that I makes want sense. like rune tattoos and shit. Yeah. Um, which I, you know, because I, I know how sometimes I get kind of sick of seeing um, Americans usually fetishizing British culture, ah. um, mm. which slightly irritates me sometimes because they're always wrong about things. Yeah, uh, I just want a boy from England to look at me and be like, "All right, love, I do you for a kind of special brew, yeah." <laughs> it's just so romantic. I mean, I don't know what he's saying, but ooh. Honestly, I, I think I fetishized that specific kind of culture that you just mentioned. <laughs> well, that's fine because that's actual British culture. Yeah, yeah, we're not all from fucking Oxbridge. This all, oh yes, we're all very uh, fucking Nor- we're Norwich. We're all Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay, we're all educated. Okay. We can all speak clearly, and we all love the Queen. My favorite Thank British you. city to fetishize is uh, Norwich. Definitely. <laughs> I, I think it might be because Thunder is from Norwich, but I yeah. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know what Norwich is. It's probably a city. It is. It's like um, here. It's, it's um, I'm south, so aggressively southeast fine. from here. Okay. It's in Norfolk. Yeah. Norfolk? Yeah. It's from Norfolk, yeah. North, North. Norfolk. I can't pronounce it. 
Norfolk. It's it's fine. Um, all <laughs> British place names are spelt in such a way, uh, spelt and pronounced in such a way to confuse foreigners. Yeah. It's horrible. No, Speaking as a foreigner, it is the fucking worst. Oh, you guys are terrible. Mm. Like we live in Derby, but it's spelt Derby. Like you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. I, got, I was like, oh yeah, where are you moving to? Derby, and everyone laughed at me. But we will get aggressively angry if you pronounce it as Derby. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. I was like a, like an eleven year old girl. Like, where like where are you going, Derby? You fucking what? It's part child? of the yeah. British and initiation rites. Yeah, they got to laugh at you, and then they got to throw Yorkshire puddings at you. <laughs> but um... and then they just literally thrust like sausages and mashed potatoes Steak in your face, screaming pudding. bangers and ugh. <laughs> 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 You guys eat I mean, you're not wrong. should not be eaten. It's the worst. Yeah, Br- British cuisine is is not fantastic, but I love it. It's like my mum was obsessed with dripping. Dripping? Which is literally just lard. Pretty and that's much. like a, that's like the shit you hear from medieval fucking... Lard. Okay, no. <laughs> like, it is literally grease. Yeah. Use it to make gravy. It's great. Don't, don't, don't fucking no. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> but sometimes you don't, when... get a, you don't get a fucking. You have no horse in this race. But when people and are very poor and they're working down to yeah. mill, yeah, working down um, to pit, yeah, that's fine. You know, but the thing is, to... it's 2018 and people are still eating this shit. Yeah, I know. Do you... I don't think anywhere near as much as people. We used have to. like pound stretcher now, where you can go and just get like hamburgers or cans of like <laughs> mechanically recovered meat yeah. you don't have to eat just grease <laughs> that's true do you have lard strips over there no like, I hope not <laughs> I is... think it might be Swedish but I have never like thought of it as Swedish oh, um, honestly every time I like see something it's like an ice pole that's frozen lard <laughs> and you gotta snap it off it's... everything I see about Swedish cuisine terrifies me I hate banana frank. pizza in Sweden it's called Easterband uh, Easter bun. And that's apparently pronounced at large strips, according to Wikipedia. Okay. It is a coarsely ground, lightly smoked sausage from Sweden. It is made of pork, barley, groats, and potato. Uh, Sounds pretty yeah. great to me. Yeah, that doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, I, I honestly thought it was just literally just a frozen strip of actual grease. It, it is. It <laughs> has a like, huh. weird kind of slightly sour taste, though, which okay. I tend to attribute to the lard. Somehow. <laughs> yeah. Mm, no, nope, don't like it. Um, don't like it. I was talking about Destiny, wasn't I? Oh, yeah. yeah. I prefer Sorry. to talk about large strips. <laughs> um, so how is Destiny like a large strip? Um, yeah, yeah. In a way that it's kind of sour for some reason. Um, I'm still enjoying... I'm, yeah. I'm still enjoying it in that way that... Um, like, I'm enjoying it, playing it loads, but have so many criticisms of it. That it's kind of hard to well, recommend. I think it really helps because you're playing a lot of it with Longfang. Yeah, I've been so. playing a lot with her, with her friend Longfang, mm. um, and ha- you know, um, having uh, having kind of fun doing that because you know any game is better with friends, you know. Of course. Um, and yeah, I've been I have been quite enjoying the PvP, and I played a, quite a bit of that because it's it's very quick, um, and no one speaks, no one uses any typing to talk to each other. So whether it's a good game or a bad game. No one's been salty. No one said a damn thing. I am so happy about that. Honestly, that's, that's the nice. one selling point to me for a, a multiplayer game is no one will fucking talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you want to talk to people, you can choose to do that and talk to your friends while you're playing, but that's it. You don't have to listen to some fucking 13-year-old or 13-year-old from Wisconsin <laughs> insinuating awful things about your mother. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to listen to a 13-year-old from Wisconsin telling me things that I already know. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, 
Um, Damn it, Craig. <laughs> why do you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've been yeah, playing that, a lot of that. Yeah, so. a 13-year-old called Craig from Wisconsin has stolen my identity. Yeah. It's horrible. So yeah, I haven't really done much apart from that, honestly. But I did um, uh, yesterday I did play a little bit of um, Space Hulk Deathwing Enhanced Edition, which I mentioned earlier. How is the enhanced parts okay um so they have changed up a few little bits away the game plays like um in the first level i don't remember being attacked by um cultists at all i just remember it being gene stealers i i got a a good bit further in than you did oh yeah you do get attacked it it takes a while yeah i think it's level two you get attacked by cultists Um, but the first the first level of it you didn't um previously i'm sure maybe i'm misremembering but i don't remember it and they're in this one i know you do certainly get attacked earlier yeah. So they did mix that up a little bit. It reminds me a little bit of the um, oh, what was it called? The um, uh, like a, um, game of the year sort of edition of Dark Souls Two. I forgot its name now. Uh, Scholar of the First Sense, uh, where they rearranged enemy placements and things and that. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of that. And the game runs, at least on our machine, really fucking well now. But we have got an entirely new machine. So... Um, the problem was because the old version was optimized for fucking shit and would do weird things like run at a worse frame rate when you lowered the settings. It was really strangely what? optimized. Uh, it would yeah. manage to do weird shit like um, so. Screen tearing is supposed to happen when it's rendering too many too, frames too fast, so it tears. Um, it would do things like having a really shitty low frame rate and would tear at the same time, which I've only really seen from weird. DOS box things that weren't like <laughs> like set up correctly. Yeah. It was just really badly like put together and it would just like sort of put me off even attempting to, to kind of play it, like aside from gameplay things. Because unfortunately now playing it because I played a bit on stream last night, um unfortunately streaming it reminded me why I didn't play any more sort of gameplay wise. Which is that I'm sure it's fun in multiplayer. Because um, uh, everything is fun in multiplayer, mm-hmm. like co-op multiplayer. I fucking love in any context. I, I just love co-op yeah. um, games. But yeah, um, uh, I, so I haven't played um, Deathwing co-op yet. So I assume it's better there. But like, I was playing it, and I was like, you know what? This whole thing just feels really clunky and slow. And like, I get why, like, because it's you know it's supposed to feel like you're a slow Terminator against fast gene stealers. But I don't know. There's just something about it that I just find wholly unsatisfying to play. Well, I mean, yeah. I played a good bit of it, and it does feel... I mean, I don't know if the clunkiness is a design point, like something they went for. I'm like, pretty sure it is, yeah. Because, like, in Space Marine, when you were running, you felt heavy. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. unpleasant, but you you, know, you kind of you felt like this big, hulking fucking Marine. Yeah. Whereas in, in fucking Space Hulk, it's just kind of like, I'm not optimized well enough to work this properly. I mean, it's not optimized. I think there's a couple of factors. One is that um, the I do like how you can look up and see a psychic cord. And, yeah, like, that's that's a fun touch, though. Um, there, like the fact that um, that you're kind of slow and sluggish. I think is that they're just trying to evoke the same thing as like the old survival horrors of kind of making it a little bit difficult to do what you want to do to make it feel more tense when you're being attacked. I, I get that. I've never really liked that, like that, but That I always just it. made me angry. Yeah, that's, that's always... Like, I could have gotten away, but the controls are so busted. Yeah, like, I, I know that works for some people and makes it feel tense, but it's always just annoyed me. And so that's why I've never really been the biggest fan of survival horror. Yeah. Um, that and it's super scary. It's super scary. I don't mind that. I don't <laughs> mind it being scary. It doesn't bother me. I do. um, the other thing is that the game is made by the people that made I Divine Cybermancy, which is the most obtuse, hard-to-get-into game. <laughs> 
Yeah, it doesn't um, explain doesn't, many things. It doesn't explain shit about its universe, doesn't explain shit about how the game works, which this game kind of doesn't as well. There's so many little touches that the game doesn't really explain whilst whilst you're playing it. So it's like, oh yeah, by the way, um, <laughs> like, yeah, some walls you can bust through. What walls are those? Experiment, find out. That's interesting. Are we going to label? Are we going to label what they are? Nah. <laughs> like, you just have to kind of intuitively realise what walls you're supposed to bust through. And I, yeah. I, again, it's one of those, I kind of get what they're trying to go for, but all those things just kind of, they make me realise I'm playing a video game rather than immersing in it, you know? Mm. So it's, it's just not a game for me, but I really want to love it because it looks great. And I love that it references like, oh, we're going to talk about shit from the heresy. And like, it's like, games don't normally do that. The 40k games don't really touch the, anything to do with the heresy at all. I will say there is a really cool part where... Do you mind mild spoilers? I literally don't care. You come across, like, a dead dark angel. Yeah, I've seen that. And it's just like, this is cool! Because it's, it's a, it's a pre-heresy like, dark angel yeah, in black. Yeah, because you kind of, like, you mind meld with him, basically. And it's just like, that's really cool! Hmm. Isn't that the one where it busted when you played through it, and the camera where you were supposed to be seeing from his first-person perspective... Oh, it was, was right up his ass. Oh, it was the dick cam! It was the dick cam. Because you, so, you could see the little... Um, you could see the little, kind of, like, the, the, Roman, the, the leather, Roman leather flaps. Yeah, the leather flaps flapping around around the camera, and they're, like, around the waist. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, it, it basically... When my, my, my boy did his psycho voodoo to have a kind of look into this guy's memories, it was just like, so apparently maybe he was just so short that he came up to my Marine's dick. No, he had the cock sight. He had the cock sight. You know what? That's even better. <laughs> he can, you know what? I, the cock sight. I'm kind of disappointed that, you know, they went the uh, the politically correct route by having, you know, a psyker look into his mind instead of just having them eat the corpse. I know, right? Yeah. I'm sick and tired of this bullshit. <laughs> it's just... If you're not having your marines eating hamburgers and having flashbacks of standing in fields for fucking 14 hours a day, it's just not canon. I like how that's just one of those bits of lore that Games Workshop, are all, it almost feels like they're ashamed that they wrote. Because they like they reference it so infrequently, but I think they're scared to wreck on it. I was thinking yeah. of like the white scars on their jet bikes, constantly eating bugs and having flashbacks to just like hanging out in trees and shit. Yeah. Like also the acid spit thing is also the betcha gland. Yeah. That is so weird. Like technically they can like slowly eat through metal. Like and that's if they yeah, get captured. Yeah. It's like just aren't they strong enough to just go I'm fine. Probably. Now I've got new bracelets. <laughs> what if he loses his arms? Well, then they won't be able to chain him up by his well, arms. Well, then Calgar can kick them to death. <laughs> <laughs> With his one leg. But, um, I have to say, uh, about Space Hulk, uh, it, the, I, I think the game is aesthetically the best of, like, Yes, all absolutely. Of like, I, I still feel like, um... I am, of course, of the opinion, but I'm pretty biased that Dawn of War 2 is the best 40k game still. <clears throat> uh, Space well, I mean, Marine... if you want to be wrong, that's your choice. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm joking. Space Marine, of course, is really, really good, but aesthetically, it's kind of bland, I feel. It's a bit it's generic. Quite, yeah. It's quite it's, drab. Yeah, looking, it's accurate, yeah. but it's so samey throughout the entire game. Um, mm. But Deathwing... Does that completely like they 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 fucking hit it out of the park with the different ships? Like it, it, due to it being a space hawk, they make full use of the fact that 
the players go through different kinds of ships from different time periods with different kinds of aesthetics. I feel that is like yeah. really good. I just kind of wish they had a Xenos ship in there somewhere. That, that I feel oh, that, that would have been, been cool. like uh, the fucking sherry on the cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's 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 the thing. Like the certain elements of the game are so interesting and good, and I I want to love it. It's like yeah. one of, one of your squad has got like the Death Watch insignia mm. on it. They don't like dwell on it. It's just he has the Death Watch arm because he'd served in the Death Watch, and it's like. That's cool that that's in there because that's for anyone that knows what that is is going, hey, that's rad, but it doesn't like lampshade it and go, oh, hey, by the way, this is the cool thing that I have, mm. yeah. which is so easy to do. I will say, I think my favorite part about that is the environmental design mm-hmm. because it is so 40k. Yeah. Mm. It's just so huge and busted and grim. I will and say, like, oh, it's so funny. I kind of feel though that the environments are far better as environments than levels. Yes, because the level design, like the actual physical way the spaces are connected together, are I a kind of confusing, but not in a way that is like it is sort of satisfying to navigate. It's just oh, okay, so this thing's actually blocked yeah. off. Okay, I've got to walk around, and you kind of just end up going down dead ends all the time. But it's not like I, I don't feel tense about it or upset or like. Anything, it's just... Oh. You sit there and go, fuck, I have a stamina bar. You're just like, oh, okay, I've got to run all the way back and my stamina bar lasts for like five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> That's always an issue when it comes to just level mm. design. Either you go for aesthetics or you go for, well, uh, good level design. Like, yeah. either mm. you get Half-Life or you get Deathwing, I guess. Yeah, and I think like I, it feels like if they were ju- just as environments... Like the way they fit together makes perfect sense. Like canonically, yes, this is probably what it would be like. Yeah. But as of it, it needs to be a video game as well, and that exactly. that sort of thing. Again, it's like it's not a bad game. It's just all these little tiny little things of how it feels a little bit off just add up to me just sitting there going, I'm not enjoying this. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Half Life, you got a back box smashing room for some reason that is only <laughs> there for you to get through, and it's you know it's good game design, or yeah, but it's it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is where we keep our smashy boxes. Look, Valve were really proud of that physics engine they wrote. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> they needed to show it off, and I mean, you know. At least it was a video game. <laughs> Valve aren't really fans of making video games anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so sad. Which is sad, but um, it is. But yeah, so Space Hulk definitely. I imagine if you can get a group of people together, then you can have a lot of fun with it. So absolutely. Um, but yeah, on your own, if if you're only going to be playing it on your own, I don't know if I could recommend it. But if you did buy the original, you get the enhanced edition for free. So maybe give it a shot again if you played it before and got pissed off with its optimization. Still a bit fucky, but... Um, the only other thing I have to mention is that I did finish uh, reading iRobot. Good. Um, the mm, Isaac okay. Asimov novel. Um, well, you've done more than David Cage. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's going to be interesting to watch uh, people playing through Detroit become human and see how David Cage um, does the same stories but worse, because he's David Cage. Yeah. <laughs> um, and is a bad he writer. He Ellen Page. He did meet Ellen Page. Yeah. And then... Um, he made a new model of her. Then accidentally his company made a new model of her and then it got leaked online and then he ended up in legal trouble from Ellen Page. Yeah. <laughs> he still met her though. Jesus. Fucking... <laughs> oh, oh, David Cage. What even our haunting dream. But anyway, um, <laughs> iRobot, 
iRobot, um, I can I can recommend it. It's it's a little old fashioned at times. Well, it's from uh, like I don't know the nineteen twenties. Uh, the stories were written over a long period of time because it's like a collection of short stories with an overarching kind of theme. None of which are anything to do with the Will Smith movie. I'd like to point out. Good. Then why bother reading it, Matt? <laughs> you uh, mean there wasn't a story about Converse? There was not. No. <laughs> Um, it has been so long since I've seen iRobot. All I can remember is that one shot where they have Jude Law running and then he turns to the side and you're that's, like... <gasps> that's AI. That's oh shit, that's movie. even worse! Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh no! That's... The movie was so bad, I thought it was a different movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's well, that really... time when he, like, his enemy is basically a spider from the waist down. That's iRobot. That's a boss from Dark Souls? What? <laughs> no, no, like a mechanical spider from the waist down. <laughs> oh, that's that's Wild Wild West. I'm trying not to. Wiki Wiki Wild Wild West. West. John West. West. Desperado. <laughs> Did you say John West? Yeah, it was John West. Oh. It's like, hey, what's what's your name, John uh, uh, West? Yeah, but it was Jim. It was Jim though. No, it was John West. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was going to say the the best part. Maybe <laughs> it's Jim West. I don't know. No, it is Jim. Is it Jim West? Okay. <laughs> that's the bit I'm upset about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> I'm sorry that you're such a Will Smith movie purist. <laughs> anyway, iRobot. Um, good book. Can recommend reading. Uh, interesting thing about it, though, um, a bunch of the stories contained therein are about a pair of guys who like test out robots called uh, Powell and Donovan. And they behave like an old, bitter, married couple in a sexless marriage. It's really weird because, like these, and like their dialogue is super cheesy. So they'll say things like "jumping Jupiter" and things because it was like written. Oh my god, that's the best! They were written in like uh, these stories were written like between nineteen the nineteen forties and nineteen fifties. So like like yeah, sometimes the dialogue's a bit cheesy and it's kind of fun. Mm. Um, But yeah, they these pair like hate each other and they do behave like a married couple. Like how they bicker and snipe at each other. It's it's hilarious. Yeah. And also very interesting to see how so much modern um, sci-fi has riffed on the concepts of Asimov. Because um, yeah. obviously he's you know, the originator of a lot of robot kind of themes and how he played with these seemingly airtight laws of robotics yeah. and sort of would play with them and go, so how could a robot cause harm to someone if certain things are met? It's, in- it's, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, I can recommend reading them. I've heard some of his other novels quite good as well. Speaking of uh, Isaac Asimov, have you read the uh, the like short story The Last Question by him? I, I have not, no. no. It is really good, and I would highly recommend it. It's basically uh, the question of how entropy can be reversed. And this question being asked by uh, different people in different time periods. The first one is in uh, 2061, uh, and they have like this massive computer, like that is like the size of a, a country or something. I don't quite remember. And uh, due to this this computer's processing power, it can pr- more or less answer any question, except how can entropy reverse be reversed. So uh, there are, like, two guys who just sit down for, like, a beer or something, and they ask uh, the computer that just for fun. And it basically says, uh, no sufficient data for um, an answer. <laughs> and then it skips over to uh, some time in the future, uh, where, two, uh, like, a family asks the same question to their, uh, like, new version, their newer version of this computer, like, that is, like, the size of a planet. Uh, and they got like small iPhone things that they ask the question to, and it connects directly to uh, that computer. 
and still can't answer. Then it goes further into the future, and then it just goes further and further and further and further. Uh, okay. And it just gets more and more like outlandish how far technology has evolved to the point where, in the end, people are basically not people anymore. They have become like one singular entity. So there is this singular entity just called man or something who asks... The... Man.jpg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who asks that same question to that computer, and which has now become basically, like, I don't know, the size of the universe, but exists on another, a, a completely different plane. And in the end... I'm not going to spoil it, actually, because it's a really fucking good ending. Like, it's so, like, I don't know, it's so heartwarming. It, like, it's a very um, optimistic outlook on the future of mankind. Mm, yeah, see, that was the funny thing. Like, um, I, having like the back of the the, the book that I have because it's it's an old one. I got it from a charity shop, so the actual one I've got's from 1969. Yeah, um, and it's like on the back, it's like a, um, it's like bragging on the back, like this dark vision of a future from Asimov. And like I read it, and it's like you know what? Actually, this is a mostly quite optimistic view. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's problems, but he he didn't seem to be a particular pessimist. It wasn't really a dystopia. It was. It had it had elements of that, but then the real world does too, and it just felt like it was kind of like that. Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. Like I, I do not think uh, he was very pessimistic in general. Uh, no, like I haven't read a whole lot of his stories. Of course, this is the this is the one that I've read the most, and uh, I get that impression. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, I'll definitely track that down because yeah, I am interested to yeah, read more of his you work. You can find this it is... online for free. So uh, you oh, just, just through yeah. Google, yeah. like the last question. Go and read it. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to read cool. that so hard. Um, and with that, that's that's me done. Uh, I haven't really done that much. So, Snipe, what have you been up to? Oh, so much. I don't know why I said that so weird. That was, that was a pretty weird It was like I was that. going for a thing and it just didn't work. Yeah. So I kind of backed out, but it was a bit awkward. Yeah, yeah, you've made it awkward. Thank yeah. you. Here comes the Burger King. <laughs> Burgering his way down from the burgered gates of his pearly, pearly palace. <laughs> Of mayonnaise. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of what else was pearly. I panicked. I panicked about the pearly mayonnaise. Tell us what you've been up to, okay. please. Okay. Move on from this. <laughs> Finish this. Ah, uh, well, I've been playing some Jurassic Park Alive, which is probably the worst name for anything ever. Yep. Okay. Which is basically not very good Pokemon I, Go. With I was literally about to say, is oh. that like Pokemon Go? As a joke, but it actually is. Yeah, really. Do you stay alive? Is that the point of the game, to stay alive? Well, you basically sit there on your ass and send out a drone that fires darts at dinosaurs randomly. You basically go, like, you strafe them with DNA extracting darts. It's horrible. That is... Okay. It sounds like something from a, a di- like a, a horror movie written for dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, really. The drone cometh, careful as it pelts you with DNA darts. It's fucking weird. But no, it's, it looks the same. It uses Google Maps. It's got like basically poker stops, uh-huh. dino stops, or whatever. Okay. Um, and I don't know. They have like a VIP service where you pay like a monthly sub- fucking subscription to get like a few extra like in-game money. Given that this is like a shitty movie tie-in thing, I half expect that whenever someone does subscribe to that, there's an alarm on the desk of the developers that goes off and they go, holy shit, we have a subscriber. And then they get a phone call going, oh no, uh, the kid pressed the wrong button. 
And they're like, oh, we'll get one one day. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's like my biggest like problem with it so far is it runs like garbage. Oh, it's oh. really. I mean, like Pokemon Go was a bit shaky optimization wise, mm. but it evened out okay. And like, I haven't played Pokemon Go for so long because I just got really angry because on Wib's phone it basically went, oh, you have to have this update. Oh, by the way, you can't ever play it again. Buy a new phone. Uh, yeah. I was like, okay, fuck Fortunately, you. I was sort of waning on playing it at the time, so it was a good a good thing to break that damaging yeah. Yeah, but um, now, habit. Yeah, now with Fallout, let's go Space Hulk tactics, <laughs> yes. you know, that has all those games have full Pokemon Go integration, it's kind of a bit of a pisser. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so you know, I've been playing that, and just been like, well, I guess I sure am darting these random Pokemon. So, like, Pokemon, dinosaurs, they're the same thing, let's be honest. I'm capturing tyrants. I'm capturing... Oh, Tyrant is so cute, though. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, your drone has battery, which basically means you have a time limit in which to yep, extract yep, DNA, yep, yep, yep. which is bullshit. Hello, mobile games. Yeah. So, you, you click on a dinosaur that's near you, and then it's, that sends out the drone. Oh, and then it's it, it loads in, but it always chips off a bit of my battery because it takes so long to fucking load of my drone uh. battery. So it's like I get less time. So I go, and then you've got to hit them on specified little parts. And if you hit them outside of it, it's a wasted dart, which is basically a pokeball. Hmm. And then if you hit it within the big circle, you get like a couple of points. And if you hit it in the middle, you get like 12. And you have to get at least 50 to be able to recreate, a, like basically clone a dinosaur from the DNA. And that's capturing them. Yeah. So most of the time you won't be able to get fifty. So you'll be like forty-eight. So it's like Pokemon Go, except but you have to you have to see the same po- Pokemon multiple times, get multiple good shots, and even, then maybe you'll get one to even have a chance to catch it. That's, yeah, that sounds like they looked at Pokemon Go and went, "How, How can we, we make, make this, this worse?" worse? <laughs> exactly. <sighs> so yeah, I've just kind of been doing that. Um, I've just kind of been idly playing it because it's like this is really bad. It's not very good. Is it pretty new, or...? I don't know, it came out with Jurassic World, I think. Oh, okay, that's old. It's just still on the app store, then. My favourite part about it, and this is is stupid, but my favourite part about it is that, you know, like, the old Pokemon Go, like, if, like, your GPS freaked out and it just shot you 500 metres to the left in about two seconds, it's like, whoa, are you driving a car? I was like, no. And then you'd have to press OK, because it'd go, don't drive a car! Well, you're playing Pokemon Go, and you have to say, yes, okay, I won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the the version for Jurassic World Alive is Chris Pratt holding up... He's like, you know the thing where he was, like, holding up his hands at the dinosaurs, being like, no, don't... Yeah. don't. Where he's doing, doing the training on the horse. Yeah, it's literally just, a, like, a promotional picture of Chris Pratt holding his hand out. <laughs> it's like, whoa, there, you're going too fast. Don't drive a car. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> okay. Here I is Chris Pratt telling you... Don't drive cars. Uh, see, they, they missed a trick there. I was really hoping it was the um, from the original Jurassic Park. It was just like, ah, 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 ah. Oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> the whole time you're moving, they it thinks you're moving fast. Fucking... To be fair, then oh. I, would, I would literally spend all day throwing my phone across the flat. <laughs> just, just like, poof, you know, ah, ah, ah. And like, okay, I gotta you know, when I was a kid, I again. watched that movie, like, I don't, I don't know, alone some night, and that scene, for some reason, scared the shit out of me. <laughs> it's a spooky noise. And I, plus, you know, Dennis Nedry was, like, he was not a good Elvis impersonator. He was not, no. Scary. Okay, but it's because he put his head on an Elvis body. Yeah, yeah. For that part. Um, I, uh, Jurassic Park was, like, a movie that I got super hyped for as a kid. I love that movie. And then I went to the cinema to watch it. 
and I got so scared Aww. by the raptors because Aww. because as a child I got scared by everything. Like nowadays I'll watch like I basically actually am possibly dead inside. <laughs> and it's only in the last few years, I think due to poor mental health, that I emotionally react to movies. So um well, okay. So it's like I, I, th- I think my I think my poor mental health is actually helping me be more healthy in that one particular regard. Mm. So you know, mm. swings and roundabouts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had to leave the cinema at the part where the raptors are chasing the kids and they like they about to come into the kitchen and the breath goes on the window. I loved that part as a kid. I was like, oh, I want a pet dinosaur. That scared the shit out of me. To as be a fair, kid. that still I mean, looks good to I mean, this day. I was like seven at the t- yeah, I was like seven at the time. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, you were, yeah, yeah. You were yeah, like yeah. seventeen at the time. <laughs> I was twenty-seven at the time. <laughs> but no, you know what will help you about that scene? If if anyone's scared about that scene, which no one will be. Uh, when they actually open the door and enter the two raptors, you can see a hand of one of the grips come out and lower its tail. <laughs> yeah. Look for it. It's there in the final edit. Holy and it's shit. just like... So yeah, that guy just goes and touches a dinosaur's button. It's yeah. fine. Interesting. So don't worry. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really it's fine. <laughs> Harmless. <laughs> it's normal. It's like, okay, dinosaur, you need to put your butt down. No, like, okay. 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 So final... final um... Thoughts on Jurassic Park Alive, or is it Jurassic World Alive? Oh, it's Jurassic World Alive, yeah. If I Jurassic World Alive, I keep getting that song stuck in my head now, every time I see Jurassic World Alive. You get, if I ever leave this world alive. Stuck yeah, in but head. it goes, if I ever Jurassic World Alive instead, which okay. makes no sense, and it's very, very bad. Uh, Actually, I have a question about that. Uh, is there any, like, um, uh, because the, the first thing I assumed when you said uh, Jurassic Park Alive uh, is that you were supposed to survive, basically. Like, the, the, no. there was, like you get chased by dinosaurs and you're supposed to run, basically. So you can that see That would a be dinosaur. a great fitness app. That would be, like, I, I feel that would be interesting. I, I'm sure it's yeah. been done in some form, like... Oh, there's, there was a, a fitness game where you basically listen to a bunch of audiobooks and randomly it would be interrupted with, oh, there's zombies coming your way, run. Oh. And then you'd have to start running. Okay, okay. And like you would random get random pickups when you're out and stuff. Is yeah. that any good? It's sort of gamified. Um, I don't know. I, I, I watched a um, a video, a super super bunny hop video. Yeah, it is, about it fitness is games, yeah. and like he said that it was fine, but it doesn't take into account elevation. So randomly, like you're on a really steep hill up, and it's like, oh yeah, you need to start running, and then you'll basically just die oh, in real life. No. Oh, because it, yeah. treat, it treats it as if you're on a flat plane, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's how zombies work. They ignore elevation yeah. completely. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's true, They're that's like true. The <laughs> it's flying zombies, obviously. It's flying, it's clipping through the air. <laughs> It'll still kill you. Oh, and clipping forward in a T pose. Oh god! No, okay. To be fair, if like you're out walking at night, and you turn around and saw something just kind of flying towards you in a T pose, you'd fucking. That's run. true. Jesus, yeah. what I run. I'm horrifying. But yeah, Jurassic World Alive is not very good. Okay, honestly. Mm. But it has dinosaurs. It has so dinosaurs. So I'm like, eh. It has the Indominus Rex, which I'm pissed off about because like, I don't give a fuck about these fake dinosaurs. And there's only like one I've seen with feathers so far, but yeah. yeah. It's getting there. But yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. Oh, I've been playing a bunch of Cook Serve Delicious 2. What? Yes, that came in the Humble Monthly. What? So. I did. It's, it's like a... Um, it's, it's like a... Oh, shit. It's like a restaurant game where you got to make dishes and like people come in 
and you got to make food and give it to them and like you're ranked on how good the food is and if you get the order right and stuff like that. It's, I'm absolutely oversimplifying, but that's basically Basically it. keeping a bunch of plates spinning of cooking, the, make sure these things are in the oven and yeah. you're putting the right toppings uh, on okay. them. And you're, making, and... You're, you're refilling the, the juice dispenser and... And like you can customize your own restaurant and stuff. Oh, basically, it sounds like it sounds like a game that basically is designed to freak anyone the fuck out who has problems with anxiety. <laughs> yeah, it's really quite. I mean, like, it's it's really bad because like you get rush hour alerts. Oh, so you've got to prep everything, and then like, everyone comes in, and there's like a bunch of active order slots, and they're all like, "I want this, I want this, I want this," and you're like, then the timer starts running out, and you're like, <gasps> "Fuck!" And it honestly oh. reminds it initially reminded me a lot of when I was a waitress, oh which is honestly hell on fucking earth. Yeah. Oh god, the worst. But now I've got it down to, like, I will only ever serve ribs and steamed momos. Because... <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you can actually choose that as, like, an option in the restaurant thing? Yeah, you can choose a bunch of food. You can, like, there's, like, modifiers for the day. So, like, oh, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a cold day tomorrow. So if you can buy stew. And the stew is quite easy to make, and there is like uh, like this if you keep a food in like um, basically in the ready area for a while, it decays and you can't serve it after a while. But <laughs> stew stays good for a long time, and there's a lot of servings, and you get bonuses for like you know serving stew on cold days and things serve. like that. It's, it's okay. quite in depth. Please serve this decayed stew and large strips. <laughs> oh, the thing is, once you once the thing decays, it just disappears. Oh no! Just like real food, oh, yeah, out of existence. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, oh shit. I don't have. Where's those tomatoes I left in the fridge? I don't They're have fucking gone. I, I don't have disgusting rotten food in my fridge right now that I've refused to touch. Uh, <laughs> exactly. it, it has disappeared. It has literally just evaporated. Yeah, yeah. you probably work. inhaled all that rotten chicken you're keeping. Yeah, you know, which is fine. It doesn't exist. <laughs> it has vanished. It doesn't exist anymore. It's literally shifted dimensions. That's that's where it goes. There's some dimension somewhere that's just full of all that rotten food. Yeah. Decayed dimension. <laughs> <laughs> the, f- the back of the fridge dimension. Not <laughs> yeah, it's not a good dimension. No. no. But yeah, and like, you get, after every time you complete a level, because you can either do it for your restaurant, cook, serve, delicious, or you can go to a bunch of preset restaurants. Okay. Where they have like different menus and stuff, because you can get, like, after every time you do it, you get like a box. Where it's like, here's more decor, here's a dish. You get so, loot boxes! You get nice. loot boxes, but not in the shitty way, in the way that literally every time you do something, you get one. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you get, like, paintings and booths and, and countertops and things for your restaurant, so you can kind of really customise the way it looks. You can get new new recipes. So you're like, I want to serve gumbo. And then you'll be like, this has a bonus, seafood. I'm like, okay, apparently seafood is just a... Is just a reward in and of itself. Apparently so. <laughs> Apparently. Well, I mean, that's just wrong, but whatever. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Seafood can get in the fucking yeah. sea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, no, that, that's pretty good. But I, I've managed to, just, like I say, just having like one or two menu options and just being like, yep, keep pressing space and enter. I'm fine. You've got yourself to a really specialised restaurant. It. Yeah. <laughs> Where like, apparently people like people come in, oh crabs legs as well. They come in and go, hmm, seven AM, I'll have some a roast rack of ribs, some egg rolls, and a beer. Well they're obviously still drunk from the night before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that sounds like a great sort of late night slash breakfast drunk thing. Gonna have a gonna have a refresher. Yeah. 
a nice refreshing bit of crabs, legs, and ribs. Yeah. <laughs> and like you, can, or you just have like boiled asparagus as like a side because like you can you you fill up your drinks and you have side orders, which means that you they they take their main meal and then they take one of those as well, one of each. So it's okay. like a meal, and like they you they give you more points because they're like, yeah, I got to drink beer at seven a.m. and no one judged me. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Can you press a button to judge them? No, but there is a button, there is there is a stat, because at the end of it, it's like, stats, and your buzz is like how popular a restaurant is. It's like, how many good orders, how many bad orders, how many perfect orders. Like, you get, like, like chores, so it's like, oh, you need to go and take out the trash, so you smash the, take out the trash button and stuff like that. It's like, how many times did you flush the toilet? Because you have to go clean the toilets occasionally. Smash the trash. Yeah, and there's one of the stats, which I have no idea how to get... Oh, like I have never encountered something where this was a response, which is it's a picture of a shotgun with justice served. Oh, oh! I'm like, what <laughs> the fuck is that? <laughs> well, it's like, so do I get to just shoot people who like, like what? I want to know. Do, no, no one, this, no this, one spoil um, it for me because I this it's just the best stat I have. It's no because idea this for. game is secretly the new Frog Fractions. They re- literally, you get emails and it references frog fractions. Of course, of course, <laughs> because does. of course it does. And it's just going to turn into like a kind of vigilante first Showering person shooter. With your dad. Oh no, yeah, first person shooter. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 a really addictive little game. It's it's mm. it's a good uh, played spinner. Ha 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 ha. It's a good podcast game, I'd say. Yeah, I can believe that. You yeah. know what I mean. Provided you settled into a rhythm and you're not sitting there going, Why don't I have more crab's legs? Why did I take gumbo? Corn dogs were a bad choice. They attract too many rats. (laughs) Just like a real kitchen. Yeah. Oh, rats are a factor as well. Rats are a factor and bugs are as well. No, man, this has got so much depth to it. It really (laughs) has way more depth to it than you think. More depth than it deserves, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, it does remind me, like, initially, like I say, with the stress involved, it reminded me of working as a waitress. But honestly, it doesn't have chefs actively throwing plates at you, so it's not that, uh, um, you know, realistic, let's be honest. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, chefs are insane, I'm, and yeah. I don't want to go near them. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, I still, you know, my leg still hurts in the winter, but that's okay. Oh. It's just the winter. <laughs> Only when it rains, which is, albeit in Britain, 75% of the time. <laughs> when you have to run from the zombies. The T-Post zombies. Oh, I have to run, run from the zombie chefs. Yeah. <laughs> the Bethesda zombies chasing me through kitchens, <laughs> ignoring elevation of any, any description. <laughs> You know, we should we should probably try and uh, try and move on a little bit. Okay, I just okay. noticed we've been going yeah. over over two hours <laughs> oh, and we've boy, not got boy, to the question yet. Okay, so last thing I've been doing, I've been reading Berserk, the manga. Oh, oh yes. Okay. Yeah. So um, a lot of people have suggested suggested that I read the Berserk manga because you know I like I like the mangas occasionally. I quite like Dark Souls, and I'm told that I should read Berserk it's, because I like Dark it's Souls. It's literally just yeah, it's it's so. Of like Dark Souls, fucking hell! Basically, anything in Dark Souls, you go, "Why is this uh, the case?" And you go, "Oh, Miyazaki is a, a Berserk fan, and it's a reference." Yeah, that's the answer. To really, most it's things. like like one of the pages I've just read. It's just Guts sitting on a pile of bodies with a sword over his shoulder, like leaning on his shoulder and on the ground, mm. looking like really wounded. It's like I have seen that one guy in every Dark Souls game ever. <laughs> it's just this is always a guy kind of sitting there looking fucking badass, but. But yeah, like I will say, 
And before you start like lighting your your pitch, lighting your pitchforks and sharpening your fire, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you straight. I fucking hated it to begin with. It was awful. Oh, God! Like the opening. It's it's a very kind of cold open. Like it's it's he's he's got a metal arm now. He's got a, basically a buster sword, and he's a dick. He's an absolute wanker. Like he's horrible, and he's like it literally opens on him shagging a succubus. Just like as you do. Just is like okay, that's that's the most overly muscled ass I have ever seen. <laughs> and then he just takes out his sword. He's like Bop, and kills kills it, and he's like, uh, I'm gonna go over here and be an anime protagonist. Uh, you know that kind of stereotypical yeah. kind of like everything is miserable. Brooding. He's just so good, broody. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, okay, I kind of don't like this guy. And then a puck puck the elf shows up who. And I know I'm going to get roasted for this. Is the best part of that first act. <laughs> Fight me. You know I'm right. Because, like, that's the one that's like, there's horrible things going on. Like, people are getting horribly slaughtered in the fucking streets. And, like, children are getting fucking murdered. And, and Puck's like, oh my god, this is horrible. Guts do something. He's like, huh, well, if they're so weak, they deserve to get horribly mutilated. I'm so good. I'm going to go over here and think about sadness and how angry I am for no reason. I'm paraphrasing. That's basically what happens. And he's just a jerk. I don't like him at all. He's a fucking dick. And I honestly had real trouble getting through the first act. Mm. Because it's like, it's just sitting there trying to, like, it felt very much like, because there's a lot of unpleasant themes. Yes. Like, there's, there's sexual violence, there's just severe violence, and just nasty bits of torture. And basically, anytime there's a woman there, there's all, all, all kind of sexual violence threats, because it's grim, dark, and horrible. Fucking horse. And I was just kind of like, it felt like maybe the, the, uh, the author was throwing those in there just because he thought it would make them a bit more grimdark. Hmm. Rather than kind of earning that, it's hard to explain. Yeah, you know, it's like it's, it's like you can feel sitting there going, "What will be the nastiest thing to throw in here? A uh, child murder. Let's do that." Yeah, and I just I was very fed up with it. And then it kind of the next kind of arc, I guess, after I got through that was guts when he was younger. Mm. So you know, main character guts. Uh, so basically, he's got a real grim, dark kind of a bit stupid beginning. So yeah, you know, you know the stereotypical hanging corpse tree. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So there's like a roaming band of um of like like mercenaries who happen across this tree, and a, a basically a baby falls out of a dead woman. <laughs> right. And that's guts. And that's guts. And like, is that why he's called guts? Because he, fe- he fell out of a dead woman. It's like not actually guts been would. specified so far, but no, just yeah, just like there's a woman in in the the troop who had like a miscarriage, so she's immediately like, "This is my baby," mm. and the guy's like, "Fine." And it kind of goes on about how he was raised in this mercenary camp and how the main guy is just a fucking he's he's kind of like a father figure to guts, but he's obviously just a fucking dick. Oh. Like to like to to the point where he basically like one of the guys is like I want time with that nine year old boy. Here's a gold piece, and he goes, "Yeah, go on." Oh, yeah. So it's like that's pretty fucking grim. But I think that was used a lot better than any other any of the other horrible themes in the first arc, which is terrible. Well, you were, you were telling me about how like after that it sort of becomes a much more balanced story. It really does. Um, I was I was really pleased that I've kept reading because. Honestly, the, the initial arc turned me off so badly, and getting into it, I'm kind of like, Guts is a lot more human. Mm. Like, you know, you see how he gets, like, a couple of his scars so far. I haven't finished 
finished it, but like you is know, it still going? It's probably yeah. still. I think it's still going. But yeah, and like you know, it's it's him growing up, and he's realizing you know he's killing people, and he's a part of the mercenary band, and it's kind of like progressing and following him as he kind of like leaves the mercenary camp, and he gets picked up by another band of mercenaries, and you get introduced to a bunch of characters there, and. And it kind of like shows that you know, like there's some growth there, and he's like he's a fun enough character. He's he's not the brooding wank you get in the first part, which was honestly so painfully unlikable. <laughs> and I guess even when he turns in, inevitably he'll end up turning into that brooding wank. At least you'll then have the context of how he got there. I'm still so like, you might I still don't think more. I could be as forgiving because he's just oh, borderline irredeemable in his prickery. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like, at least you could understand a little bit of it. Yeah. But I mean, I'm I'm kind of like massively like, I don't give a fuck what your story is. Don't be an arsehole. Yeah. And Guts is basically like, I will always be an arsehole. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's like, I've kind of gotten up to, because like, there's a couple of characters. I mean, I'd say, I'm going to keep harping on it, but starting off with that as the beginning, like ruined a lot, because I think it's the prequel problem. Ah. Where it's like, so there's a character in there who, well, it's not really a spoiler, but there's a character that that Guts had a very close relationship with, and he is shown at the end of the first arc to be a bad guy. Mm. And then, like, through the second arc, which is, like, uh, pre-all these events, uh, you know, you see him being friends with the guy and kind of, like, the weird relationship that they have and kind of... The, the battles they fought together. And the whole time you're like, this is really good, but when is he going to turn evil? Mm, yeah, of course. So it kind of, it spoils itself. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is a bit rough. Um, there's been a few more kind of like a bit dodgy kind of moments, but there's also been like actual levity, which I actually kind of appreciate. So there's like, you know, like the like him and his friend have like a, f- like they, they have like a water fight basically. And it's like, that's nice. Mm. It's just like, you know, just, it's not all grim and, Ugh, I'm glad that children are being murdered. They deserve it because they're weak. And if, you know, like, it's okay, that's really dumb. It, what you're saying, it reminds me a little bit of the, um, uh, I actually haven't read the manga of it, but the um, anime of Attack on Titan had the problem of that the intro of it was all grim before the Titans show up. So when stuff got worse, it didn't have as much impact as if you'd seen some people have any degree of happiness beforehand. Yeah. Mm. Because it seemed like everyone was miserable already and then the Titans ate everyone. So, yeah. yeah. So, it wasn't, the, you know, the Titans brought severe, horrible misery. Yeah. It was just, oh, we were pretty pissed off before but now occasionally we get eaten. It's yeah, it's, I, get what they were, it's, it's, again, I get what they were going for but I think the, the um, thing that they were trying to make you feel would have had more impact if they'd have shown at least life could be okay before that for yeah. the characters. Yeah. Because yeah. the anime was was pretty good apart from that. Like, mm. I quite enjoyed it. You know? mm-hmm. I yeah. will say, I think, the, um, like, as, as critical as I am being, I, I have actually started very much enjoying it. I do like... Um, there's, there's a couple of bits that I think are incredibly well written. Um, it's like, uh, like, because... His his friend, he kind of gets all fancy and starts hanging out with princesses and stuff, while Guts is just this worn soldier. So they're like worlds apart, and it's just kind of like it shows you their differences and kind of how they are perceived by the world around them. Like, you know, that Guts is necessary, but not liked. Yeah. He's, mm. he's not pretty, he's not a good conversationalist. He's, he doesn't hit all the notes, so you know, but he is still required to get the ugly things done, so they'll tolerate him. 
He's a world eater, basically. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, um, I, I can probably actually mention that uh, Eliphaz is actually has been kind of working on making uh, a Berserk 40k video, uh, kind of like oh. how he did with Fist of the North Star, like a year ago or something. Okay. Oh, neat. Yeah. Ooh, I'm looking forward to that. That'd be good, especially because I know what Berserk is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like exactly. It. <laughs> I like that because I know what it is. Well, no, I, I like it, so and I like 40k, and I, I like Eliphas, so he's going to do good. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, I will say, yeah, I think the fact that it started off so grim and miserable did no favours for it. And I, I like the fact that now, in, in the second one, they have a lot more happy, like, silly kind of moments and kind of friendly moments. Or, you know, there's, like, soldiers teasing each other, just being silly. But also, that, that also helps put into perspective the violence and the brutality of the time and the occupation that they're all yeah. currently in and i think that's massively important to rather than just have murder 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 everything is grim uh, you need the you need the jokes you need the silliness to um juxtapose i suppose ju- mm. yeah juxtapose, you need that juxtapose to give the violence and the horrors of war the impact that it needs. Because, yeah, yeah, people joke all the time in the grimmest situations. There Gallows humour. There's always yeah. levity in the worst of times because that's how people cope. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it, that makes it feel so much more realistic. It makes the characters so much more endearing. They're all they're, they're all kind of grey kind of people. You know, like... Morally grey. Morally grey. Yeah. As, as much as, like, um, you know, a story can. So, like, Guts is, like, he's just a soldier. And he's like, this is what I do. This is what I've always done, so I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. And that's like, that's not a fault of his character, you know, like, it's just, that's the way he is. Yeah. Whereas, again, compare it to the first arc, and he's just like, <laughs> grim, <laughs> brooding, <laughs> so miserable, I hate everything. I, Even though he might have reason to. I, but. I actually feel this applies pretty heavily to 40k stories as well, honestly. Absolutely. Mm. You can't be like, oh yes, in the grim darkness. Blah, blah. It's like, yeah. no, come on. Someone's somewhere in the grim darkness of the far future, someone's built a fucking ultramarine pinata at a child's birthday Someone's party. going yeah. on a fucking space adventure, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be totally gnarly. <laughs> Tugular. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't think of any other, like, old words for good. <laughs> on that note, shall we move on to those questions that we'll have to answer very quickly because we've already run over our time significantly? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we won't answer every uh, every question we've got. We'll leave those for next time. Um, but, Matt, if you can pick three questions that seem relevant or interesting for uh, answering right now while Alpha's here, um, could do that. Okay, sure. You can do it. I believe in you. Do it, do some more. Do it first. And if you want to send a question for next time to add to the already great pile, uh, send it to onlydrummermat at snipeandwib at gmail.com. The grand pile. (laughs) The The grand grand pile. pile Um. From the stupid email that we can't change. Which we totally, it is totally within our power to change. Mm. But we're not going to. We're not no, going obviously to. Obviously not, no. Um, Alright, so first up, this one is actually relevant to something we've spoken about today. Um, Baba Yaga emailed in, and their question was, which I'm sure we've already answered, but what are our thoughts on Warhammer Adventures? Oh, um, yeah. What's that? So I think we've already mostly answered that. I think just to clarify, I think we're, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we're all, we all think it's a good idea in general. 
No, we hate it. Yes. Yeah. Like. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Alpha Booster hates it, but he hates he hates forty k. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. true. Well, yeah. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna keep this fucking gate. <laughs> yeah. Keep it harder. It's not... The children are coming in. It's, yeah, it's not that they were, we're anti the adventures. We're just pro, really pro gates in general. <laughs> <laughs> pro gates hate children. Really, it just, you yeah. know. Works um. So yeah, but anyway, I think we've mostly answered the question. But they did raise a good point because they were saying, you know, they agreed most of the stuff against it is just generic gatekeeper bullcrap. Um, they had one of the almost legit criticisms of that people have mentioned is that you know trying to sell like the grim dark universe or grim dark setting to kids, depending on how far they go with that, could be inappropriate. But their mm. counter mm. to that was like, has anyone read one of the original fairy tales? Or, yeah, yes, or even exactly. something like you know the Roald Dahl books, like The Witches, or something like that. They said like you know there's a lot yeah. of pretty dark kid stories out there already. So even if they do want to keep some of the darkness in these, it's not like going to be the first vaguely dark thing aimed at you know younger audience. Exactly, like people like kids love dark. Things, yeah, honestly, and like, obviously you, you don't want to go too far, but like that, yeah, yeah. The first faction I played when I was twelve was Dark Eldar, because the dude in the game's workshop was like, oh yeah, like, regular Eldar will kill you, but Dark Eldar will kill you and then wear your hands as a necklace, and I'm like, yep, that's my faction. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's that's totally accurate. Like, um, like yeah, remember those, like, old uh, horror stories for kids? That you, oh, like, oh scary tales to tell Yeah, that, that, like, you sat and read... And you got, like, extremely scared, uh, but you oh, just yeah. kept reading for some reason. <laughs> Kids like to be scared. Yeah. Like, yep. generally speaking, they like they like being able to explore some of the darker yeah. parts of humanity yeah. in a completely safe environment. Especially which adults do as well. if it's on their terms, of course. Yeah. Which is, that's exactly what a book is. It's scary on their terms, because they can just yeah. put it away. Yeah. I think a lot of the concerns are based on the preconception that the writers are terrible and don't know what they're doing. I think so, too. Um, but, and I think that they probably do understand. Yeah. <laughs> you know? The only counter-argument that I recognize as real is that one guy who said, I don't think these books are a good idea because I don't want to see these children getting hurt. Yes, no, that's true. That's, that, yeah, that one that guy. person who said specifically, "I don't want to see these children getting hurt." <laughs> like he is very concerned about these these particular children in the story. These yeah. fictional children yeah. in the story. Not... What if they encounter a necron? It could hurt he, them. He believes them to be pure and innocent, and they do not serve. They, they do not deserve to go on a space adventure and go and get hurt. And go on a gnarly space adventure that's really tubular and rad. I mean, there's yeah. never been a story about children that has danger in it ever. No, no, illegal. No. No. Yep. Doesn't exist. It's literally illegal. That's why we have to punch police officers. Exactly. Uh, it's it's yeah. Because the That's police why. officers will come to your house and go, yeah, you're not allowed to even pretend that children might get hurt, and then they'll steal your computer and arrest you. <laughs> yeah. On really. suspicion of being um, bad. Librarians are basically police. Yeah. yeah. They have the best loot. Um, next question, please, Matthew. Yeah. Um, their their final point, just to just to, just to. Just to close this off was that they said, um, anyway, I don't know how, um, about the 40k book, but since Snipe is writing all the Age of Sigma stuff anyway, at least at least we know that's <laughs> going to be good. So, Well, yeah. yeah. Thank you. I, I'm glad that people have so much faith in my writing, because oh, it is yeah. really good. I forgot about that. You're yeah. Age of Sigmar. 
I did. I did, yes. Thank you. You are to blame slash thank. Bring back the halflings. I will. Good. Just for you. Thank. Yeah, I'll do it. Just for you. Thank you. There Excellent. we go. Excellent. Any, anything else you want me to bring back? Because I'll just do it. <laughs> please, I don't give a fuck. please stop calling Gnobblers grots. Mm, okay. I, I don't know why you started doing that. Like, I, I discovered on the Games Workshop store page that Gnoblars still exist, but they have been rebranded as Grots. But Gnoblars oh, yeah, is such so... a better name. Why did you do mm. this? Oh, I... I didn't do it. They went over my head. <laughs> oh, Because, okay. like, I mean, the reason, like, Gnoble is such a great word, and it came up one day when I was in the office yeah. where I write all of the, the Age of Sigmar and Fantasy stuff. Of course. And there were, like... So these things that you've written, what should you call them? And then I sneezed when I had half a cup of coffee in my mouth. And they went, dude, that's rad! And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Matthew, please, okay. next, next question. Next, my God, next, next question. Um, a related one, considering who we've got in presence, uh, 40k related. Uh, Phoenix Shaman um, wrote in about... Um, so we keep mentioning that about getting into LARP stuff. Have any of us heard... We? We've, we've mentioned yes. it quite a few oh. times. Um, I think I think questions mentioned it a few times, and we've been like, "Yes, that's a yeah." Thing. It, it came up, and I can't I can't remember how, but yeah, we talked about how we'd all like to give it a go. Someday. But they've suggested a, um, a LARP system called Death Unto Darkness: Agents of the Imperium, okay. and it's a 40k LARP. Apparently, okay. I'm not tall enough to do a 40k LARP. You don't have to be a space marine. I want to be. Just be a <laughs> child going on a space adventure. No, I can't because of all the gates in the 41st millennium. <laughs> true, They're everywhere. <laughs> there's nowhere for me to get into the fucking oh, setting. <laughs> so yeah, there's no, no no explicit... I'm just moving on. <laughs> there's no no explicit um, question in that, but I don't know, what would you, what you guys feel about 40k LARP? I'm, I don't know how well that is. Yeah, I don't. I think that would be a little harder to get immersed yeah. in because you, the environment. Yeah, you can go to a fucking. You can wood. go to the woods and be like, "We're in the wood planet." <laughs> that, that's the thing. You, it's very. It, I, I can feel it would be easier to go to like some woods and 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 think of yourself as being in a fantasy setting, whereas I think um, it would be harder. No, sci-fi setting is a bit. I mean, wood, wood, so you sci-fi. go to your local curries. Sci-fi settings still have planets with woods on. No. That's, yeah. that's not true at all, even remotely. So what you do is you go to your local computer component store, like maybe Curry's or PC World, and you just pretend to be a tech priest for a bit. <laughs> and get thrown out for sexually assaulting a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't go to the one around the corner from the house because that's why I am banned from, yep. uh, from PC World. But, but I'm sure they haven't sent my picture to any other PC World, so we can see where it goes. PC World, more like politically... Correct world, don't let you let's play for the character. <laughs> don't let you griddle your dick <laughs> yeah, and revel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's my dick. I get to put it in a toaster if I want. Yeah. This is free world. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be interested to see the the rules yeah. for it because I, I know I know I'm being kind of dismissive of it, but I think that's just because I can't I am having trouble imagining yeah. it off Well, hands, they say it's know? quite fun and it's got a really welcoming community, apparently. So which is always okay. a nice oh, cool. thing. Um but yeah, yeah, I have to look into that yeah. check. All right, moving on. Third and final question, which has a couple of sub questions. Okay. But um, okay. Beast of Bramble okay. Jam, still sticking with the name, which yeah, is excellent. Yeah, I love that name. Um, so... more directed towards you, Web. But um, when editing oh, down the podcast, okay. what ends up getting cut out besides the obvious racist tirades? And to, to, <laughs> to give context to this, we've currently been recording for two and a half hours, so you'll see how much has been cut out of this one when you see how long it is. <laughs> 
It's going to be 45 minutes at this point. In the uh, I, usually what, what gets cut out is the tangents on the end of tangents. What, you mean that I go on? <laughs> yes. So he basically cuts out stuff with me in it. That's literally it. <laughs> I, I am always surprised by how little actually ends up getting cut out, to be honest. <laughs> just just cut out me entirely. We'll keep in that we're responding to you, but like, might not, just, you won't be there. It might not fit together perfectly, but just cut out me entirely. <laughs> <laughs> or what we could do is basically just like chop up your audio so it's like, I hate kids and love gates. Oh wait, that's actually what I said. Um, but I hate gates and love children there you go you go, Warhammer Adventures is a bad idea I don't like it and then we'll be like thanks Alpha Booster and you'll be like I hate 40k we'll horribly misrepresent you yeah, <laughs> yeah as if I haven't done that to myself alright <laughs> I do it every time I sit in front of a microphone um, don't worry you'll be fine my career is over either way yeah. <laughs> That's the misanthropod magic for um, you. But yeah, the short answer is um, tangents, uh, jokes and things that uh, don't go anywhere. Um, which, again, should shock you, knowing how many jokes that don't go anywhere <laughs> are already the in the podcast. <laughs> so, it, honestly, it's just it, it's often like where we'll um, stumble over our words and we'll, we'll start again. And so I'll just remove that. I'll, I'll remove excessive ums and yeah. ahs. And the, um, the sirens that go past your guy's house every 35 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> on the dot. Um, it's the PC World Police they're looking for. They're actually not banned today. It's such a nice ambiance, though. <laughs> uh, but yeah. That's the city cool. for you. Second question. Has anyone in the group seen I Love Dogs? The new... Um, was no, I love film? dogs. Oh, okay. I don't care about that movie. I just like dogs. Yeah, it, uh, I have not seen it. Dogs are good. Uh, I, I have. It, yeah, it's it's a animated, I think, stop motion. But I'm not 100% sure. But it looks quite stop motiony. And it's about dogs. So I, I, I've seen it. I highly recommend it. It's great. Mm. Um, Good. Yeah, go check it out if you like dogs, which is everyone, right? Everyone um, with a soul. <laughs> yeah, basically. The, their last, their third question, which is oddly appropriate for today, is um, any plans for any guests on the show? Who, no. No, never. No, so, never. Alpha, never. if you want to answer that. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> This is Alpha's show now. We're, we're not allowed to. We're guests on Alpha's we're show. We're guests on Alpha's show. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. I know, I'm sorry. The misanthropod's the worst. <laughs> we just have to oh. pawn it onto someone else and then it's not our fault anymore. See, what we've done is we've got said to Alpha, no givesy backsies, and now he can't like do anything. Yeah. And now it's his responsibility <laughs> to put one of these out every two weeks. Oh, You're still uploading it on our channel, though, so we get the money for it, right? <laughs> Yeah, the the dozens of pence we get for it. It'll be it'll be my new art installation. Like it'll be, yes. for instance, two hours of just screaming, like a <laughs> screaming compilation. That's literally what gets cut out every two weeks, just from me, anyway. So. <laughs> and it'll also be uh, a, just just kind of a radio silence with a few like uh, mouth noises, like <laughs> now and oh, now so like again. ASMR, like. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, that. Also, I'm very sorry noise. for people at home. <laughs> just that noise. Yeah. yeah. For two hours. <laughs> yeah. And, and if someone translates it over to Morse code and manages to then translate it over to uh, Swedish, uh, they'll get the uh, secret location of my stash of uh, gold. 
<laughs> cutlery. Think of it. Cutlery. Thank you. Yeah. Caviar. Your golden cutlery. Cutlery. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, and, with um, jewels hanging off it like barnacles. <laughs> the best cutlery has barnacles. Yep. On that um, cutlery-based note, <laughs> um, I guess we should uh, should wrap up. Really? Oh, yes. Oh. That's that's what's happening. It could be the longest so, one so far. So. Thank you very much for allowing me to ruin your podcast and yeah, Alpha, you fucking ruined our podcast. It was horrible. <laughs> no. But it's your problem now, so I ain't give a dang. No, thank you for coming on. Thank you for uh, for giving us something to talk about. You know, because <laughs> otherwise we'd just be sitting here in awkward silence, like we always do. Well, that, that's that's the future of the misanthropod when I take. Yeah. Them. It's it's going to transcend normal ears <laughs> and go for a more ex, like a, experimental a more experimental experience. Kind of thing. Uh, so yes, um, thank you very much. Uh, would you like to, even though everyone listening to this, I can guarantee knows who you are and where to find you. Um, do you want to? Uh, tell they know it? where to find your cutlery, Alpha. <laughs> well, what are you yeah. going to do? Uh, would you like to tell the people at home where to find you? Okay. Uh, yeah, you can find me over at. Uh, Brother Alpha Busa on YouTube.com, which is a website on the internet. Um, I make awful videos at times. That is all I do. Uh, actually, at keyword is keyword is at times. <laughs> um, I haven't uploaded in the last like four months due to the humongous project I am currently enwrapped in. So. Mm, don't expect much for another uh, like month. I think. I hope. I hope. Oh, come yeah, on! Yeah, he said, he said, <laughs> Let guys, me out! Let's nail down now. A month time. So on the uh... no, don't don't start that. Oh my god! <laughs> on, the, on the 31st of July <laughs> or June. That's when that's when episode 26 goes live. Is the 31 days in June? I don't know. Sweating profusely. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! You'll never speak to us again, Alpha Boss. I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, yeah. I'm um, going to apologise to my co-hosts here. They just don't have any idea about etiquette. <laughs> Not like what I do. Mm. Yes. So yeah, um, thank you, thank you for coming thank on. Thank you very much for joining us, dude. It's been awesome chatting to thank you. Thank you for yeah. allowing me. And uh, thank you to everyone for listening and for sending in the questions. We'll answer the rest of them next time. Send us in questions for Alpha Booster next time <laughs> because that'll be really funny. <laughs> Because it'll be like the worst lag, and okay, it'll be funny for me. We'll answer them on his behalf. Yeah, we'll. we'll are you okay for us I to do that, okay Alpha? With, I am completely okay with this. Please answer all of the questions <laughs> on you, my behalf. You are aware this is legally binding. Right? Okay, so guys, this just in: I am. I like Alpha Busa has given me power of attorney. Yes, Alpha Bus as an entity is allowing you to answer questions on its behalf. <laughs> That's what we'll do. Send us in a question for Alphabus and we'll answer however, it. However, however, Alphabus as an entity will be outside your window screaming while you do so. <laughs> so yeah, if you just hear a <laughs> the whole time, you know that's the Alphabus. It sees you when you're sleeping, it sees you when you're awake, it literally sees forever. It sees through your flesh. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Sleep well. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Have a good one.